93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And here we are, Thursday, September 13th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a gunman killed five people, including his wife, before turning the gun on himself in Kern County. Sheriff's deputies closed in Wednesday. Uh, Authorities said there was no immediate word on what sparked the shooting that took place at a home and a business in Bakersfield, which is about 90 miles north of Los Angeles. Six people died in a short amount of time. The man showed up at a trucking company uh, business with his wife shortly before 5.30 where he confronted another man. The suspect, the husband, shot the person at the trucking company and then turned and shot his wife. Then chased and shot another man who showed up, the sheriff said. The gunman then went to a home where he shot and killed a man and a woman. He then carjacked a woman who was driving her child. The woman and the child escaped and the man drove to a highway where the sheriff's deputy saw him. The gunman saw the deputy and pulled into a lot. When the deputy confronted him at gunpoint, the man shot himself in the chest, the sheriff said. Uh, His identity has not been immediately released, uh, except for the gunman's wife. There is no immediate word on how the victims might be related uh, or know each other at all. About 30 people saw the shootings and were being interviewed by deputies. So six people in uh, a pretty short amount of time killed by this guy. Here's the latest on Hurricane Florence. The strong winds are weakening as the storm gets closer to North Carolina, but the impact of the immense storm will still be catastrophic for millions of people. Florence, now a Category 2 hurricane with maximum sustained winds of 110 miles per hour, is forecast to unleash extreme storm surge, uh, possibly historic flooded, uh, flooding rains and damaging winds in the Carolinas beginning Thursday. That's today. Uh, the storm is expected to slowly move inland, battering much of the U.S. coast for days. While Florence is no longer considered a major hurricane. Its reach has expanded, threatening residents from Georgia to Virginia. Florence's center will approach the North and South Carolina coast late today uh, and tomorrow, but it's unclear where it will make landfall. As the storm moves inland, Georgia, Virginia, and Maryland are also in danger of being hit. Strong winds will send rising waters inland from the coastline of the Carolinas. The hurricane, uh, the National Hurricane Center says the storm surge could rise up to 13 feet. That's water inundating homes up to the first floor roof. At least 800 flights along the U.S. East Coast have been canceled Thursday through Saturday ahead of the storm. Officials in the potential path of Florence uh, urged people to evacuate their coastal homes and direct drivers away from the coast. You put your life at risk by staying, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper said. More than 10 million people are under a storm watch or warning in Virginia and the Carolinas where up to 40 inches of rain could fall. Man, there are always those that are that are the holdouts and they're starting to you know interview those people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ma'am, what, you know, it's it, it's not worth it. You, you, yes, you may be right, and nothing might happen to your home at all, and everything will be cool. But then again, if you are on the off chance wrong, is no it, coming back. Is it worth that price? You know. Yeah. Well, but the governor said. Them. The governor said, "Don't wait until it starts raining to leave. Like we're yeah. telling you, leave now." And listen, my mom and sister, and I forgot which hurricane it was. They live on the uh, Gulf side in in Florida and uh, near Tampa. And uh, when that last big one came through, they had waited, they had hesitated just enough to where it was very, very difficult to get out. Uh, they had a very long car trip. Oh, man. And they ended up in a hotel well, for a couple of days? Yeah, or? but it was just to get into a yeah. safe zone mm-hmm. uh, because of the traffic and the gasoline yeah. issue and yeah, all they- that stuff. It it becomes bedlam. It becomes crazy. It's hard to yeah. to actually move to have room to get anywhere. Well, think of the amount of people. Yeah. And also, in this particular situation, there was only a, just one, one or two major highways that allowed them out of the the general area. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, 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 I will have to say though the the amount of prep that they've done. 
Uh, you know, I mean, they, there's not They're much trying. more they can do. Yeah. 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 I mean, they've made the highways all one way out. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. You've got, you've got to leave. I did see one guy talking uh, this morning on ABC and he said, I live in a trailer home. Like, I'm getting out. Yeah. You know, saw like, that too. There, at least there's some people that have some common sense that, yep. you know, they can't stay. They've got to get out. But they're saying, don't wait until it starts raining, you know, to, to leave as soon as you can. Officials in several states have declared states of emergency, including the Carolinas, Georgia, Virginia, and Maryland, where coastal areas are still recovering from summer storms. Four people have been rescued after an apartment building partially collapsed in the Northern Liberty section of the city. The collapse happened at 4.35 this morning on the 700 block of North 2nd Street. Emergency crews were called to the report of a partial interior collapse of a three-story building. They went inside and pulled three people out. Crews then began searching for other occupants who may have been trapped. A short time later, they found a fourth person but inside a neighboring building. All four people were being evacuated at the scene. Uh, L&I has been called. Pico and PGW also responded to the scene. You remember that last building that uh, collapsed just about a, a week ago, a week and a half ago? They said that, you know, people were passing by and they could see that it was kind of bowing out the building. Oh my gosh. I, I heard that might have been the case with this. Oh, right? same thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's scary. I don't know. But four people, fortunately, they were able to, to get them out. Uh, but the, it's an active scene. There are crews on the scene now. In sports this morning. The Phillies lost to the Nationals again oh last night God. at the ballpark. Steven Strasburg threw seven strong innings. Bryce Harper, Ryan Zimmerman, and Juan Soto homered. And the Nats beat the free-falling Phils 5-1 to to complete a three-game sweep. Aaron Nola, a Cy Young Award contender, had a rough first inning as the Phils lost their fifth in a row to drop seven and a half games behind first place Atlanta in the National League East with 17 to play. There was a while they were just on fire. <laughs> they were in first place yeah. for a long time. Uh-huh. Yep. They're 11-23 since August 5th when they had the National League's second best record. The Phils are off today before opening up a weekend series tomorrow night at home against the Miami Marlins. Alshon Jeffrey practiced yesterday for the first time since undergoing shoulder surgery in February. Jeffrey was limited at practice, but it was still a significant breakthrough as the Eagles try to get one of their top playmakers back onto the field. He was removed from the physically unable to play reserve list before opening day, clearing the way for him to return to practice. The veteran wide receiver played with a torn rotator cuff last year and excelled. My tummy hurts. <laughs> no, his tummy did not hurt. <laughs> excelled in the postseason with 12 catches for 219 yards and three touchdowns, including a 34-yard touchdown from Nick Foles in the first quarter of the Super Bowl. The Eagles are back in action on Sunday as they play the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay and kickoff is at 1 o'clock. And preseason hockey, at least for rookies, is back. The Flyers rookies beat the Islanders rookies 6-3 last night in East Meadow, New York. The forward Oscar Lindblom led the way with a hat trick plus two assists. Morgan Frost collected a power play goal to go along with a pair of assists and goalie Carter Hart allowed three goals in 40 minutes of action. The official start of Flyers training camp is tomorrow. And the Eagles are still the Super Bowl champs. And that's what I'm for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. So we're uh, majority of the way through the week, and that's a wonderful thing. Our Word of the Week prize week, four pack of tickets for the MMA Pro League, Hard Rock Casino, Atlantic City, and Saturday. And we'll give you two rooms, four food vouchers, mean greets with pictures in the cage. So we'll do the letter at the end of the program. So you might want to stick around for that whole thing. Uh, we also have a few guests on the program today. Now, normally, and we're bucking the system here, 
Normally, we do a uh, Fox Good Day check-in on Wednesday mornings, yeah. but we had a technical issue yesterday, and we really wanted to talk to Alex Holly, who's back from Vocal Rest. We love her to death, and talk about her little solo trip that she took by herself out west. So, guess what? We're going to do it today. We instead. have that kind of power, yeah. I hope that we have the equipment that works. We have <laughs> the knows? power, yeah. uh, but we'll see if the equipment works, so we're going to try that today. So, it's going to be a little bit off. You may throw you off a bit if you're a regular Listener to the show. We also have uh, comedian Josh Wolf in the studio. He's going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club. Josh has stopped by a couple times over the years. And we will speak to Sebastian Maniscalco. He's given us a buzz because he arrives tomorrow night for his show. No, it's tonight. tonight. I'm sorry. I'm tonight. sorry. It's Thursday. When I'm at the, see, I'm off. threw you off. Yeah. Whole thing. Crazy. We'll talk to Sebastian. He gets in town later today for his show at the Wells Fargo Center. Two night tickets at SebastianLives.com. So those things and more are taking place. And we got a lot of uh, giveaways that have just kind of fallen to us, and we'll make sure that we pass them on to you. I'll get you the details in a little bit. We'll take a break right now. We'll come back in a moment, start those giveaways with the stupid question, and a stack of entertainment stories to run by you as well. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. What better way to get back into the swing of things than with a relaxing massage or rejuvenating facial? With 50 locations right in this area, you're sure to find a relaxing spa experience. Introductory services are just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com to find a location near you. Are you ready for love? Well, if you're in love and you're ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. His Ready for Love collection of engagement rings are ready to go and ship immediately for free, all at the perfect price. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Prince Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to do the stupid question. I'm going to give away a, did I say question? Question. Question, a case of Yards Brawler 16-ounce pounder cans. And so this morning, I saw a, I saw a list of great, Stocking stuffers. Oh, yeah, and a link, and I'm like, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> so Are your stockings it, up at home already. So it motivated me to do a Christmas question. Do uh, it. So I'll go ahead and do that. What street did Ralphie Parker live on in the movie <laughs> A Christmas Story? Uh, it's mentioned two one five two six three WMMR. What street did Ralphie Parker live on in the movie A Christmas Story? Shut up! Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. All right, I will go through some birthdays while we're waiting for you to call in. And today on September thirteenth, they include drummer Vinny Apice. Uh, Vinny has played with uh, Black Sabbath, and, and not in the old old Black Sabbath days. He was later, but uh, he's also, not related to. Uh, yeah, he's his brother. He he's, is he's, right. uh, Carmine Apice's brother. Yes, and uh, Dio and Heaven and Hell. So he he all within that Black Sabbath realm, and he's done a bunch of other stuff as well. But a great drummer. He's sixty one years old today. Uh, Stella McCartney ah. has her birthday today. She was the daughter of Paul and Linda McCartney, so. successful designer. Yeah, had her leg blown off by a yeah. uh, uh, landmine. Uh, Most missile. of the McCartney family has uh, from ISIS. No, that was uh, that was his wife. Uh, who was that? <laughs> that was uh, Mills, Heather Mills. Yeah, Heather Mills. Yes, and then she actually lost it in a motorcycle accident. But she does a whole bunch of work for landmine removal. So, so I just you know the connected the dots. She must and, have had uh, her own land. 
leg blown right. off. Why would she care so much you about landmines? Normally, I wouldn't care, but <laughs> my own leg was blown off by a landmine, so I thought, I'm all in. Uh, but Stella is a very successful fashion designer. Uh, she's, she's the real deal. Full-blown multimillionaire off mm-hmm. of the fashion line. Mm-hmm. She's 47 today. Uh, Steve, you remember Jacqueline Bisset? Of course I do. The um, deep. Yeah, the deep. The classic I, so wet just, t-shirt. Just for fun, I went back and I yeah. pulled up some pictures because I saw that it was her birthday today. And I mean, she's wearing a, in the movie, she's wearing a white, a white t-shirt. Yeah, no cotton, bra, cotton no t-shirt. No bra underneath. Totally, completely soaking wet for a good portion of that movie. And, I mean, she may as well just have her top off. Yeah, that's basically it. And she was a beautiful, beautiful woman. She it, was also in uh, the movie Airport. And you remember the movie Class? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Rob, Rob oh, yeah. She's the, the milfy mom. Yeah. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And if you remember the Steve McQueen classic anti-hero bullet. Yeah. he uh, That's his girlfriend. Yep. Beautiful woman. Mm. She's uh, 74 years old today. Uh, Tyler Perry, the director and actor. Uh, who's very, very successful. Just in the news because he has hired Jeffrey Owens. That You have that yeah, coming up? Yeah, I'll get some of those details right, a little I'll bit. I'll let you relay that. Later on. But, yeah, he, he went ahead and... and uh, followed through. He made an offer, and uh, Jeffrey followed through on that. So, uh, But uh, Gone Girl, a recent success of hers, his a few years ago. But He, he can play serious yeah. really well. The Medea stuff will be on occasionally. I'll watch it. There's a few smiles. It's totally the opposite. Of what he does, but he's he's a, he's a Swiss Army knife when it comes to talent. He did this thing called uh, it was the Passion. It was a live broadcast. Oh, that was his. That was his what on was it on Fox. It was the story of the the you know of of Christ, and it was. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. It was done all around. I believe it was New Orleans. I remember hearing about it. Right, and yeah. they had different performances, and and uh, like Chris Daughtry was, and it was really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, uh, but I've never, I haven't given any of the Medea movies one second of my <laughs> You're time. You're not going to miss out for it not seeing them? doesn't really, I if mean, the, yeah, I, I have already seen similar movies, uh, but. Countless times. Yeah. But it, it, they're money makers. They like are. Crazy. They're huge money makers. Yeah. And he's, uh, rolling in it at 49 years old. And last birthday I saw is, uh, former New York Yankees outfielder Bernie Williams and jazz guitarist, it says. Yeah. He's a really um, talented musician. No is kidding. He? Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. He celebrates the big 5-0 today, so happy birthday to him. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, what street did Ralphie Parker live on in the movie A Christmas Story? And let's try out Eric. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Hey, sorry. I was just putting away my poop stick. No, <laughs> <laughs> poop stick. No, it's a poop, uh, poop knife, knife, by the way. Wow. What what was the stick? You do whatever you do, man. Well, people have poop sticks as well. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. they were sticks. All right, so yeah. Eric, do me a favor. Tell me what street <laughs> Ralphie lived on in A Christmas Story. Uh, that was definitely Cleveland Street. You got it, man. <laughs> Hang on. Cleveland Street. And we are going to set you up with a case of Yards Brawler 16-ounce pounder cans. Yards Brawler beer is 4.2% ABV and perfect for sessioning festively in the autumn air. Now available in both 12- and 16-ounce pounder cans at Austin's Beverage on Ridge Pike in Collegeville. Uh, We will begin with uh, a Harvey Weinstein story, believe it or not. Uh, Melissa Thompson, one of the more than 80 women who have accused uh, Harvey Weinstein of misconduct, has released a videotape that she says proves her claims. Oh, did you watch it? Did not. It's disgusting. It's so creepy. Okay. Thompson is part of a class action suit against Weinstein. She claims that he groped her during a business meeting and then raped her during a second meeting later. The video she released includes Weinstein apparently putting his hand up her skirt while she's uh, pitching something to him. So she, uh, uh, this is the one that, uh, this is her. She comes in and, and they, they, they hug 
and he's holding her and then like patting her down up and down. Oh God! Yeah, well, it's well, creepy. Thing. She says it says here Thompson removes his hand, but he continues to fondle her arm. All right. Uh, that might that, be a different one then. Okay, so this one, yeah, her arm, uh, his hand goes up her skirt. Uh, she sat down in an interview with an interview with Sky News, with whom she released the tape, and she said, "We don't have to live with being raped when we think we're going to a business meeting." Weinstein's attorney, Benjamin Brathman, tells the Blast several respected journalists and trustworthy individuals have seen the entire video, as Miss Thompson has been trying to promote it for several months. What they shared with us is that the video, when viewed in its entirety, in context and not in selected excerpts, demonstrates that there is nothing forceful but casual, if not awkward, flirting from both parties. So that's what they have to say. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Why was there a tape in the first place? I don't know. Okay. I don't know know who was filming, and I don't know why, but she was pitching something in a business meeting to him. Okay. And he got got all handsy. That's it. So what I saw, the camera angle was to the side. Lower, pointed up. They uh, they come in for an, uh, a quick hug. Weinstein holds on to her and is like moving both his hands up and down her back. And you know, I didn't know if she was trying to set it question. up yeah, well, to right. sting him or something like that. Because or, there was there was one of the witnesses in the Weinstein case that had gone back as per a, a request from the New York police to participate in getting further evidence about this. Okay, and I think there is it may be audio, Nick. I'm not sure. Uh, but this was supposedly in a meeting, and then apparently at another time he, he ended up raping her is what her claim is. So, But anyway, uh, that... What a sweetheart. That continues, ma'am. Uh, Michelle Obama has announced a 10-city book tour for her memoir called Becoming. Uh, the former first lady will make stops here in Philadelphia. She's going to be at the Wells Fargo Center on November 29th. Oh, wow. Yeah, along with uh, stops in Chicago, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Boston, Brooklyn, Detroit, Denver, San Jose, and Dallas. In a new video release, she said, I've spent the last year and a half reflecting on my story as deeply and honestly as I could, and now I'm thrilled to travel the country and do the same with readers this fall. I hope that this tour will inspire others to reflect upon and share their own stories, all the joys and sorrows, all the scars and renewals, so that together we can uh, better recognize that each of us, in our own way, is in a constant process of becoming. What's even more cool is that when she's here, she's also going to be part of the Monster Truck Show. Oh, that's she pretty She is going awesome. to drive Bigfoot. Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, former First Lady of the United States, Michelle Obama takes Big <laughs> She pops up into the cab, revs it a couple times. Magnesium bombs go off. Hits the gas. What a show. Wow. Uh, so that'll be blasting out of the gates at Wells Fargo Center on November 29th. Ladies and gentlemen, in the motorcycle sphere, going over 70 miles an hour, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's in one of those globes yeah. that they ride the motorcycles around. <laughs> R-B-G. R-B-G. Oh, my God. R-B-G. 
<laughs> you know how they, uh, speaking of that, that motorcycle sphere. I would pay to watch that. I, oh, my God. Are you kidding? Yeah. I was at the, I went to the Ringling Brothers Circus, and they had uh, they had the stunt guys doing that, and they let somebody come and stand inside. Oh, no way. I think I would want to do that. Really? I think really? I would want to stand inside. You'd be the standing I would tell you something, yeah. Preston, when they have the two going at the same time, it's, yeah. 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 it's pretty yeah. freaking yeah. cool. Yeah. Give me a suit of armor, and maybe I'll do it. That's anyway. awesome that Michelle Obama is doing that, man. Yeah. All right, so. Pretty uh, spectacular. Here you go, this week Peter Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, we're, we're watching video of this. Yeah, it looks like they're eventually going to get six people doing this at the same time. That's crazy. Man. It is. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> All right, anyway. crazy man. <laughs> I like. <you>. I like you. <laughs> All right. Uh... Uh... Let me see. Have that music ready, Casey. Right, ABC introduce a full cast of Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Season 27. Uh, they did it on uh, Good Morning America. And a uh, lot of... Stop it. They're not, they're not in monster trucks. A uh, lot of people uh, on social media were thinking that they've they've uh, they've gone a little shallow into the uh, into the pool no, of celebrities. Not even shallow. Yeah. Uh, they're now firmly in the middle of the desert. However, there are a couple that I was actually very excited for. One of them being, uh, well, you can go to the list. I'll tell you what I was excited for. Uh, you excited for Nikki Glaser? Nikki Glaser. Yeah, I, I think she's really. A, we love her. First yeah. off, she came in here and she she rocked our socks. But she's also. She's hot. Yeah. yeah, she's hot. She did our dildo racetrack. Yeah. And oh, she's got right. some uh, freaky sex stuff. But about, she's cool, uh, yeah. Hearing about her boyfriends. Uh, <laughs> it, she likes her boyfriend to go have sex with other people and come back and tell her about it. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, um, that's kind of uh, that's cuckoldy. Cuckoldy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She doesn't want to be there in the room, but she no. wants to hear about it. It turns her on. Anyhow, uh, Harry Potter alum Ivana Lynch. I'm down Nick. with this. So Which she plays that? that kind of blonde, mousy character who's very quiet. Oh, Luna Lovegood. Yeah. Oh that's, wow. That, yeah. So they're kind of that's how deep well, into the Harry Potter yeah. realm they're they're reaching. Just scratching the surface. However, She's cute. she does look yeah, cute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fuller House's Juan Pablo de Pace. Oh, is that Kimmy Gibbler's husband? I, I think have, so, yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's that, I don't know. <laughs> You're crazy. A little bit miscasting in that show because he is like just this super sexy, attractive. heartthrob guy. And he's is that what they're it. going for? Is, are they going for the ironic? Uh, you know what? Maybe that's yeah. what they're okay. going for. Uh, but he is just a... He's one of you enjoy my performance, Kissy. Yeah. Uh, so Juan Pablo de Pes. Uh and Steve, former Duke's House star John Schneider. Yes, this is very interesting because yeah. John Schneider has been in the news recently because of um, support payments. Remember that, Preston? You were yeah. reporting on it. And he said he would rather go to jail than, ha- than face the fine. Right. He's like, just throw me in throw- for a few days. I'll do that rather than pay the whatever he owes. He feels that he's being unjustly uh, come after. And he said he'd rather he doesn't. He didn't want to spend the money. He says he's he he believes he's being unfairly um, penalized mm-hmm. in the alimony range. So uh, I like him. I've always liked him. I liked him, uh, you know, on, on all the stuff he's done on uh, Smallville, and he's he's uh, a, he's a good actor. Uh, it says radio host and American Idol mentor Bobby Bones. So I did, I looked up this guy. I, I guess he's got is. a radio show that's really kind of you know poppy, but he he's one of these guys who's on um, one of the judges on a on the talent show. Okay. Uh, then we have singer Tanache. Is that how you say her name? I don't know. You know me and names. Know, but she's very attractive. I'll tell you that. Spot on with them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tanache. Tanache. No, 69. you looked at me. Michael I, J. I, no. no. Michael J. Uh, Instagram model Alexis Wren. 
Yes. I'm assuming she's really hot. She's very hot. Instagram model. Yeah. Uh, Olympic I'm... Olympic gold medalist Mary Lou Retton. Ah. Okay. On. Yeah. And she's looking pretty good. She, Is she? she, she, she well, listen. I she's she was an adorable. athlete. You know. Yeah. She's never been in it before. No. She is not. Oh, I don't she think was so. in uh, Scrooged. She was in Scrooge. Yeah, she played yes. Tiny Tim. That's uh, yeah. That was a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, then we have, uh, ladies and gentlemen, from the motion picture Scrooge, Mary Lou Retton. Uh, Nick, is that her daughter in the cheerleading uniform? And her daughter looks exactly like she her. Does she looks almost <laughs> spot on to her? Wow, wow. She's cute too. All right, so uh, para-Olympian Danielle Umstead. She's blind, right? I don't know. I believe she's a blind skier, Preston. No, and that's impossible. That's what they said. Shut up. Check it out. Okay, Nick. you got you to gotta look this up. Danielle, spelled D-A-N-E-L-L-E, Umstead. And I think, uh, unless I miss my guess, she has no torso. Oh, okay. Well, that might be it. Just her head. Everything is connected hips. with pipe cleaners. <laughs> a blind skier? Is that what it says? Am I right? Oh, I don't know. Uh, no Nick's looking up. I'm. I'm just curious. Is there a uh, a Wikipedia page? Oh, she's a deaf gurner. <laughs> <laughs> she makes the ugly faces, but can't hear can't anybody hear laughing. laughing. Oh, that's sad. It's wrong. Uh, let's see. It, it might. They may have spelled her name incorrectly here, Nick. It, may be, it may be the standard spelling. Keep going. I'll see if I can find her. Uh, so anyhow, they joined previously confirmed Facts of Life alum Nancy McKeon, which I'm happy with. I'm happy to see that. Uh, Milo Manheim, who is from uh, Disney Channel's Zombies. Oh, I watched that. I watched it a it's couple cute. times. It's cute. You've seen it, right? Or it's yeah. Milo, I guess is his name. Right. Yeah. Uh, I wonder who he played it's in Zombie that. High School. You see, Dude, they I've wa- I watched it. You know it. I've watched it I don't yeah. know how many times. I have a picture uh, uh, still from the, uh, the, the movie on my phone. Girl and a Zombie. <laughs> Uh, let's see what it says here. Uh, she is a skier and visually impaired. Visually impaired. She's full-blown blind. Is she full-blown blind? Well, I saw her, and on a small pair of skis next to her was a dog. Oh. (laughs) 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 Two marks for left, one for right. Yeah. That's, um, not, that's not fair to the dog. That is not fair to the dog. No. Right. And, uh, I mean, he's got to bark fast, and you never know if like, they're right next to each other. He also can't really tell you that he doesn't want to do this. No. <laughs> he's actually just being dragged along. Just well, put him on skis. Yeah. I don't want to do this! You need, I mean, the dog needs to bark. They have yeah. a split second between yeah. the yeah. bark and... Uh, Especially on the slaloms. Yeah, yeah. Was that two? Was that a, was that a left? <laughs> oh, and the zombie dude, yeah, he's the main character, Steve. Yeah, he's the... So, you guys you guys have not seen? Preston, are we the it's only cute. ones that watch these things? No, the girls... I'm, I'm aware, but... Okay, but I they, have... they got to wear these they wear these wristbands that if they don't keep them tweaked properly, they revert to full zombies And want to eat people. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, and uh, Joe... Uh, <laughs> it's a true story. Amabile. I know, I'm and... just laughing at skiing eye dog. <laughs> Amabile, Joe Amabile. I don't know how you say his name. Amabile or Amabile? Amabile. Let me say it. Jay. Mr. Amabile Amabile. Mr. Bobolina. Mr. Bob Bobolina. Mr. Joe Uh Joe Ambolina. He is from Bachelorette season 14. I don't know. Oh, no, oh, right. oh th- yes. Yeah. He. Uh, let's just put it this way. He's a moron. Okay. 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 Yeah. Danger with the Stars is coming up Monday, September 4th on ABC. And also, uh, Nancy McKeon is the third Facts of Life alum to appear on Dancing with the Stars because Kim Fields did it season 22. 
and Cloris Leachman, who was on The Facts of Life for near the end. Yes. Uh, it was in season seven. So there you go. All right, some other things to get to. Uh, despite being nominated for an Oscar for her role, Vi- Viola Davis wishes that she hadn't signed on for the movie The Help. Uh, she was answering questions submitted by New York Times readers at the Toronto International Film what? Festival when she dropped the bombshell. I know she was amazing in it, right? Uh, she said, have I ever done roles that I've regretted? I have, and The Help is on that list. Uh, the Help has been criticized for giving too much credit to white women for improvements in race relations instead of celebrating the role of black women like Davis's character, Abelene, Didn't uh, who, who worked who, as a maid. Who was the, the star of the movie? What's her name? Chastain. No, it was, um, oh man, Dallas La La Land. Yeah. Oh, that, she's in it? Emma yeah. Stone. Emma, Emma Stone. Stone. She's the star. But I never watched didn't it. Didn't she Peter. say? Oh, it's an amazing movie. Kate. Is it? It's fantastic. Yeah. Didn't she say the same thing? That she I, regretted that, doing the movie? That I don't know. I, I see. She I did like I a while back. I love that, it. That, that annoys me yeah. because what about the people who enjoy the movie? And uh, it was a great movie. And I think to, to me, I didn't get that. Maybe that's something that's cultural, and 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 that's that's okay, a point. Well, when it comes to um, the civil rights movement and, yeah. and race struggles, that there are there's a formula that sometimes it's the the great white hope that saves the black right, community uh-huh. yeah and then there's another uh version of that where it's the um uh uh the black uh character inspires the white people to change their mind or something yeah, yeah. Those. there's there's like a similar two or three formula I've seen thing. articles that you know are echoing what, I mean? what yeah. you're saying and I I understand I think for me that seemed well balanced I agree yeah. and, and I think that when it comes to a movie about race relations you're going to have to there's going to have to be love on both sides yeah. and there's going to have to be animosity on both sides as unless well. you unless you believe completely one way about one side well, which is wrong for 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 race relations to be improved it takes both races to embrace and help each other out so you're going to have black heroes you're going to have white heroes you're going to have uh, white villains, and you're going to have black people that have animosity and maybe don't want to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's we, the the story. If you complex. want a story it's... that really the, the first black teacher of skiing eye dogs, yes, is an inspiring story. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. did we even say the words skiing uh, eye Nick, dogs? Oh, you did. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I missed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story has that, that is yet story to be told. has yet to be told. Do you think he's on? Uh, uh, two skis or four skis? I Just think two. About two. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Just sitting gotta, there. No. I mean, they, because all four legs. limbs would go like out away from each other. I know, the Nick, time. the way I see it, I know you're saying, Just sort of sitting and uh, and uh, and barking. Yeah. Okay. But, but we as humans will use a snowboard, and that's one for two feet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so. it's when you put pants on a dog. Do you put them on the on just the legs or on the on the butt down? Yeah, it's just the, the age legs. old question. Just right. the butt. Yes. Okay. In, in this case, um, I think it's up for grabs. I think it's just personal taste. It's mm-hmm. up to the dog. I mean, I, I, I would assume that skis, a dog skis would be four, right? But and to dog, Preston's and, point, they're going all, all askew. But a dog snowboarding would be two. Okay. I, th- I think we've talked enough about that. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Uh, so Davis said that she wants to be a role model <laughs> for other women of color. She said being that that role model and picking up that baton when you're struggling in your own life has been difficult, but I choose to be the leader. She said, I I just felt like at the end of the day that it wasn't uh, the voices of the maids that were heard. She said, I know Abilene. I know many. They're my grandmother, my mom. And I know what if you I know that uh, if you do a movie where the whole premise is. I want to know what it feels like to work for white people and bring up children in 1963. I want to hear how you really feel about it. And I never heard that in the course of the movie. <laughs> eh, it's her, it's see, her opinion. No, I, I got I could see a little bit it's of that. Right, but I, but yeah. I, I think it was, I enjoyed the movie. And there was certainly, 
I think, a representative of a, of, a, of a situation. Do you know if the movie was a fiction or if it's based on anything? It was based, it was based I think, on interviews. It was sort of worked into a fiction. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, you know, basically what the story's created the way Emma Stone creates the story, that was the genesis of the of the source material. I also think that I don't know when when the the scenes where um, you know poop cake. No, no, no. One one of the one of the maids gets arrested and they all decide, okay, we're gonna, yeah. we're going to talk. That's a very powerful, it strong is. moment, and that shows the strength and bravery of of these women that are that are in these roles. Yeah. So I, maybe she's missing that part of it. Yeah. Anyhow, she added that the experience for the film herself was positive. She said, the friendships that I formed are ones that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. I had a great experience with these other actresses who are extraordinary human beings, and I could not ask for a better collaborator uh, than Tate Taylor, who is a director of with, the movie. With all due respect, she needs to shut up. <laughs> That's with all due respect? No. Well, no. I, I uh, She has the right to have her opinion, and I understand what she's saying. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great. Yeah. I think she still thinks it's a good movie, but... Anyhow, um, what else do I have here for you? Uh, just as the Lady Gaga starring in Bradley Cooper helmed A Star is Born makes its bow at film festivals, producer John Peters is getting attention for accusations of harassment. John Peters? Yeah, Peters, who dated Barbara Streisand and was instrumental in bringing the 1976 version of the film to the screen, was found guilty in 2011 for severe and pervasive harassment of former employee Shelley Morita. I don't doubt it. He later settled with her in an, un, with an undisclosed sum. He was always kind of skeevy. Uh, Warner Brothers is backing away from its ties to Peters. They, uh, John Peters' attachment to this property said goes back as far as 1976 to the studio. Legally, we have to honor the contractual obligation in order to make this film. I remember reading a story, Preston. I don't know if you remember this. It got a bit of traction years and years and years ago. He was talking about his his uh, kinky habits with Barbra Streisand. No, and I they that. both uh, apparently would spit on each other. Oh, but not like you, not, not like a spit string where you're trying to get things working. They would uh, they would spit on each other. He mm. said this? That's what he said. Okie dokie. Is he attached to this movie at all? The, the latest uh, one? He may no. have a, okay. a, a percentage ownership of, of the, the title. I don't know who owns, technically owns the story of A Star is Born. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It might be something on that regard. Uh, Marissa saw it last night. There was a screening and she said it was fan-freaking-tastic. Bradley Cooper was in town and uh, she had a chance to talk to him for a moment or two. I think it's ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It looks really, really yeah. good. She said, she said, "Lady Gaga, unbelievable." When will we have uh, clips of that, Marissa? Hang on, I can't get to the microphone here. Go ahead. I think Murph is uh, working on the video now. He came with me to uh, film the interview, so we'll have it later this week and next week. Um, it's like a concert mu- movie that happens to have an amazing love story. Okay, it's, so it's amazing. Listen, and I understand this is the case. You notice this movie came about his directorial effort and the quality that's being attributed to it after he came into the studio here. <laughs> right? It's clearly a direct cause and effect, which is why I think at some point he should come into the studio mm-hmm. and, and or at least blow in a uh, phone call. I'm not asking for thanks. I just want to have a little bit more um, interaction well, with our dear personal friend. We have a screening of the movie, and it is Monday, October 1st at 7.30 at AMC Neshaminy. And if you call now, I'll take five callers. I normally don't do uh, giveaways in the middle of my entertainment news. Come on, man! See what B-Coops does to us, man? But we're going to do it now, and all winners this week will qualify for a trip to the premiere in Los Angeles on Monday, September Holy 24th. Holy hell! Yeah, yes. Well, I mean, you, you, listen, you are a major news anchor delivering information. You t- when was the last time anchor? you saw Tom Broca? We'll get back to that massacre in a second, but who would like to go see a new movie? 
We have tickets to Scorpion King 3 with <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Call right now, and we'll, we'll put you on that list, and you'll be registered for the trip, which is pretty cool. Um, how about this? A Sarah Jessica Parker borrowed $150,000 worth of jewelry for a photo shoot two years ago and never returned <gasps> the goods. Come on. That's according to court documents filed by Cat Florence Design per The Blast. Who borrows jewelry and then doesn't return? <laughs> you know what, though? You know what? I think that um, that these people a lot of times are given things. So when they do yeah. a shoot or they have this, they don't automatically think, oh, I have to return this. Um, they probably think it's being gifted I to think me. you're right. Because many is the time they will just be gifted. And the idea is, here's your payment. You wear this out and get me the exposure yeah. and they're even. You Wasn't wear it she accused of this before? Like taking... Uh, Horseshoes. Ooh. No. Yeah. <laughs> Clothes and photo shoots, I want to say, or am I thinking of somebody else? It's possible. Well, Lindsay Lohan was thrown in with Maybe the same thing. Maybe that's what and... I'm thinking of, yeah. Do you, do you know, Preston, she was considered to be the uh, heir apparent, basically, to uh, uh, Anna Wintour? You know, no. the, the, that she was? She yes. Was? Really? I knew they're, they're, they were friends. They're best buds, and that was the word. Okay. Uh, a couple more quick things, then we got to take a break. Uh, by the way, the, um, the defendant uh, asked if she could personally borrow several pieces of the jewelry. This is a statement. Uh, to wear for a few months and then return all the pieces thereafter and didn't. That's the accusation. Uh, speaking about Steve, what Steve was saying earlier, uh, just a week after Cosby Show alum Jeffrey Owens was photographed working at Trader Joe's. Uh, Trader Joe's, he's uh, been booked in an acting gig. He has uh, blamed Bill Cosby's sex scandal for his lack of work, but he will guest star on NCIS New Orleans. And he also recently nabbed a recurring role on Tyler Perry's The Haves and Haves Not. So he accepted the offer from Tyler Perry. It's very cool. cool. And to the point about him uh, blaming Bill Cosby, all of that syndication money that was coming in from The Cosby Show went away. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Because they yeah, took the they show stopped. Up. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then one last story. And this is a biggie. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Henry Cavill, who played Superman in three films, is exiting the franchise. Warner Brothers wanted... Cable to appear for a cameo in Shazam, which is coming out on April 5th, but contract talks broke down due to scheduling conflicts. Uh, the studio is far from heartbroken, according to sources who claim that there's a, quote, recognition that some parts of the previous movies didn't work and that Superman is like James Bond. And after a certain run, you have to look at new actors. Uh, that's absolutely true. I think Henry Cavill was a fine Superman. I thought he was a great yeah, Superman. Yeah, and, and uh, I really enjoyed where that was going. However, he was really good in Mission Impossible. Apparently, Nick, you saw him. He was great. Oh, he was great, yeah. Uh, he has, uh, you know, a solid um, career ahead of him. So, I don't know. The the, the word is that uh, DC and um, uh, Warner Brothers can't part ways quick enough. That they're like, uh, okay, we don't know what to do. However... Aquaman is still coming out, and there is still a Flash movie uh, that is in in the works. They're and apparently Wonder in production, so another Wonder Woman. Yeah. I, I don't see, maybe if, let DC handle it, you know, the way Marvel has become its own entity, and, you know, obviously it's under the Disney umbrella. Mm-hmm. We enjoy all the movies. You've I said like I, I, I yeah. certainly enjoy. Are they so, are they Marvel good? No, they are not. Oh, but they're still but fun. they're still fun. They may have jumped to the Justice thing League a little too quickly, but I agree. But it was I, I like them. I yeah. still like them. I never saw Justice League, um, but obviously this throws uh, into a, a wrench in the plans for Justice League two, right? Like that's that can't happen. Now. Well, it, it can. Him, it just him. might happen. I mean, if you at the end of um, at the end of Justice League, yeah, uh, you you see the. Um, the teaser for the uh, the, the second home. one, yeah. yeah. Um, who would be a good 
replacement. They were actually talking about Michael B. Jordan, which would be, uh, which I don't think, well, not for anything. He's already been in two Marvel character projects. Yeah, uh, you know, and yeah, he was Fantastic Four, right, and, and Black Panther, right. And and I honestly, what I would love to see him play, I think it would be perfect because I'm a huge fan of the char- uh, of the character Blade. Do a Blade Who, Michael reboot. B. Jordan? No. Yeah, because Blade is a Marvel character. He'd be badass. He'd be badass. I agree. I heard DC is going to go, uh, Steve, in the younger female direction so that they're going to focus on Supergirl. Yes. And they're going to make that kind of uh, Supergirl, Wonder Woman, uh, The Flash, and they're going to go younger with their superheroes and okay. aim for that demographic. They certainly can. You know, they, they that remember years ago that Helen Slater... Yeah. They bought, now, Helen Slater actually plays Supergirl's mother on the TV version. Okay. But I think there are three separate Joker projects in the works right yes. now. Like, there's one with Suicide Squad. There's a standalone one with Jared Leto. And then there's the Joaquin other Phoenix. one. Joaquin Phoenix one. So they, they're just like, they don't have their act together the way Marvel does. Yeah. All right. We're ready to uh, move on with some clips here. And then... Uh... Get out of here. The relationship between actors can be very different from how they are on screen. Here, Rachel Bilson talks about a relationship with her co-stars on the set of Take Two. Working with Eddie is actually a lot of fun. We find ourselves laughing most of the day, so it makes work just not work, basically. Um, he's really easy to work with, super professional, and a really good guy and good actor. I don't <laughs> give a f- <laughs> New episode of Take Two uh, is on tonight at 10 o'clock. Here's the next clip. There are a lot of movies and shows based on books like Shooter, starring Ryan Philippi. And here, Ryan talks about the transition to the character from the pages of a book to the pages of a script. There's eight books written about Bob Lee Swagger. So our idea is to do one book each season, as long as we go. There's a lot of material there. You always have to start with a good story and good script. And we know we have lots and lots of material to work from. You're loco, man. Uh, Shooter <laughs> is on tonight, 10 o'clock on USA, did you, by the way. Did you see the picture of him? He was at some concert recently. This is a Ryan Philippe with the shirt off. No, was he doing it at a concert with his shirt off? Was it outside? Well, no, no. Well, he, he, he look like he does with that. He, he shirt can. On. He is now has a license. You got to see how how cut up this guy is. How yeah, old but, is he? But is it outside? It's outside. No, it's, yeah, it's not like he's inside okay. at an Applebee's. Right. See, yeah, 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 I'm like, yeah. Well, I thought maybe if he was. It's like it, a festival. That's a bit much. Uh, but he's in great shape. He's in incredible shape. There you go. All right, you can watch him be in great shape on Shooter tonight at 10 o'clock on USA. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Josh Wolf is going to be here. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, we're going to talk to him. And we're also going to check him at Fox Go Day. We normally do that on Wednesday, but we're doing it today. So that is coming up. The Preston and Steve Show on 93.3 WMMR. Like the podcast, you'll also love it live. When you can call in. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to about 10.30 a.m. on the radio at 93.3 WMMR. Or stream the show live via MMR's mobile app. Uh, The Bohemian Rhapsody film, uh, Steve Nick just pulled it up in November 2nd. November 2nd is when that will come out. And, uh, yeah, it should be cool. I, I, I turned my son Carter on to Queen. I was, uh, watching like Palladium or something like that. And it showed uh, a 1982 concert with them. And I was like, Hey, I'm like, come here. Yeah. T- watch this guy. And this is one of the best front men that's ever stepped onto a stage. And he was just like mesmerized by cool. Freddie, Freddie Mercury, which is cool. I don't know. Or maybe I forgot, but, uh, Brian Singer's the director of this movie. Yeah. 
of X Men fame. And yeah, correct. Yeah, Why did I not usual suspects? know that? Yeah, yeah I, I, Steve, huh. I, I had no idea until just now. I, I looked at the IMDb and yeah, never saw Queen in concert. Um, wish I would have. I mean, even with uh, you know Paul Rogers uh, led the band for a little bit or fronted the band, I should say, and and so did um, what's his name uh, 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 from uh, American Idol. Idol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. American Idol. Uh, come on, you, you know the name? Do you know? I, I hate him. Adam something. Adam I hate him. Lambert. 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 Adam Lambert. I don't hate Fairly him. Really Why do you hate good. Lambert? Um, but speaking of concerts and live shows, a New York-based concert promotion and venue management company has purchased the Electric Factory, and we found out already that iconic Electric Factory logo on the top of the building gone oh, what really? in oh the hell is gone pancake drove by there yesterday took a picture of it posted on social media i mean it that's one of those things i was kind of counted on yeah. when i drove by there is to see that big electric factory logo up there it is gone that was quick yeah so yeah. It, it'll be it'll continue as a music venue it's 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 been picked up by a production company or a promotion company called the bowery presents which has merged with aeg presents and they own uh, Union Transfer. Uh, they also, let me see, Electric Factory will join the other U.S. venues in the New York company's portfolio, including the Keswick Theater. Okay. And there's a couple of more. I think maybe the truck some of the time, too. Not, or some, is it the man? It I, might. Well, the age, well, some of these uh, concert promoters do some shows at certain venues, but not all. Okay. Right. Like they, well, don't, they don't control the venue the way, like, a Live Nation does right, with... And, uh, so the Elton John shows last few nights were, were not uh, Live Nation shows. But Live Nation does a lot of shows at the Wells Fargo Center, right. but not all of them. Yeah. And so uh, the same goes for the man. The man books some of their own shows as well. So the previous owner is Larry Magid Entertainment Group. And Larry Magid's been there, I think, maybe since day one. He's been around for a long, long time. Uh, can I just say that I, and this is not being, not a disparaging, yeah. I've never liked the electric factory. <gasps> oh, you Me see, either. I, 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 really? I can't believe you said that because I felt like I was the only person Me too. that didn't like going there and going to shows there. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it. Did I, you? um, but however, after electric factory sort of split from live nation, they weren't booking good shows there. I mean, they, they, they you know, they're just the well, acts that were going in and out of that. That building weren't all that great, and every you know, once in a while, they would get like an up and comer. Like I saw, who did I see? I I saw Muffin and Sons there. You know, I've seen the Train Anastasio band there. Um, I saw I saw Marilyn Manson when he was just starting to to make his way up. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I saw I saw a lot of great shows, a lot of great bands saw there. Beastie Boys there, Three Eleven. I, I just never liked. The venue itself is just a warehouse. I didn't so know what I mean. Acoustically, I, I didn't care. Yeah. I liked the. Uh, I saw a lot of good shows there, and and I and I I liked the the, the venue. The issue was the parking in and around the area. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! And if, it, and if it was a popular show, you were dealing with kind of a nightmare scenario. And then the the running joke was, if a guy tells you he's parking, working parking for the electric factory, you have about a ten percent chance that he is. Oh no! I'd always yeah, get, yeah. hey, I'll keep an eye on your car. Right, for right, you. right. Yeah. I'm after not after I've already paid for parking. But I'll oh, tell you one no, of the no, no, one no, of the yeah, best yeah, yeah. one of the best shows I ever saw was the Killers at the Electric Factory. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. Um, pay for parking as much as you're. I'm paying you to not. I'm mean, to just deal with your right. car ever. Uh -huh. yeah, exactly. yeah, it's like, it's like the mob, you know. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be a shame if something <laughs> happened to your establishment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't like being down on the floor. I was okay with being up on the balcony. The sound in that room was never great, in my opinion. But uh, there was something kind of gritty and 
What? No, there's, I'm sorry, Nick. You just, there's a great memory that'll only ring true or, or nostalgic for us here in the room. Uh, it was uh, the one of our former producers at the Squirrel the Squirrel Nut Zippers were on stage performing, concert, yeah. right? Yeah, Cherry Poppin' Daddies, <laughs> were Cherry Poppin' Daddies, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and we just had an experience that made me chuckle. But oh, I'm, okay. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. We'll I'll tell you about it in a minute. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I saw some great shows there, and Preston, I know you're not a big fan, but Casey and I went and saw Mumford and Sons there in mm-hmm. like two, 2010, and it was right as they were ascending, and that like the energy in that building was phenomenal. I saw Bon Jovi tape uh, a special there one time, and so it was a, uh, an MTV special, and they had all these cameras rig set up and it was i think it was mmr presents uh but that it was pretty cool to see and this was like 2005 or something like that this was cool to see uh, a big band uh like bon jovi in a small venue preston do you remember we did a maxim we were judges for a maxim model search yeah and bob uh, robert kelly was uh, the uh was the what was the mc for the evening Is that who it was yes the comedian? yeah the comedian oh, we're gonna have him in uh next yeah, week yeah and uh and uh members of the roots were judge i think j-roll might have been uh seriously yeah wow. would have been one of the judges too yeah that was at the heyday yeah. of maxim wasn't it yeah mm-hmm. oh big time i'll yeah. tell you what though nick you, you said you liked the upstairs that was actually the part that i didn't like no because kidding because it was only 21 plus up there and that's where the bar was so that it that was so crowded that yeah. i it was really, really tough to navigate that, and it was really only one way up and down. Unless you had like a VIP thing, then you could go up the back entrance. Well, but, so it was a pain. We're in speaking the ass. as if it's it's in the past. Is the, are there plans? Do we know if there are plans to remodel it, or is it just no. said they're just simply going to take over and run it? I have no idea. The only thing they're planning on doing right now is renaming it. Yeah, uh, and they're doing a name search right now. They're doing a public naming contest. And how about you name it the Electric Factory? And well, put the, <laughs> some, right somebody right. texted in and said, "Let's all band in and vote for the Electric Factory." <laughs> Uh, but they started the public naming contest. It will accept submissions through September 30th. I don't have a link or know ex- the exact website, but you can do a quick. I feel like anytime online. stuff like this happens, you, no one's ever happy with the name. They're oh, never yeah. happy with the name. They're never happy with the decision. And, and then again, as you see right in this room, we're split on experiences with the electric factory. Yeah. However, it does make you appreciate one thing and having this discussion and, and about the, the Met, the new uh, Live Nation uh, facility. The amount, uh, listen, I, I I grew up in, in New York and did most of my early concert going in New York. There are more places to go see concerts around here that I would want to go to mm-hmm. than there ever were in yeah. up, up there. It was, you know, there is, we live in a really rich area for concert venues. Marissa, your first ever concert was at the Electric Factory, I think? Oh, yeah. Um, well, no, no, no. Not my first ever concert, but my first concert at the Electric Factory oh. was Sugar Ray February 14th, 1999, hmm. Mark McGrath climbed up the speakers and around the side and, like, jumped down. Um, and I love <laughs> listening to you guys tell these stories because I was, like, in the audience of these shows that you guys were at. That we were running, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Or Ben Harper or G-Love and The Roots. And, oh, my God, like, I have so many memories from the place. And it was a pit. But oh I yeah, loved it. yeah. I loved but you it. loved it. Okay. Every weekend, my dad would drop me off, and I realized that he would drop me off and wait outside for me to be there because he knew that that was safer than me drinking in the woods. Aww. Okay, okay. <laughs> drinking in the woods. Hey, my little girl likes to go in the woods. Kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, I, I jammed on stage at the electric factory one time, and it was at uh, Steve. We had Dre's Bitterfest. Yeah. The last night of WDRE broadcasting live happened. At the Electric Factory, and we had uh, G Love and Special Sauce performed, and who else was there? Um, the band that did uh, Scooby Snacks. You remember that case? Oh. No, you weren't there. It was, um, was Fun, Fun Loving Criminal. That's okay. it. 
and there was another group, and I don't remember who it was, but we had we had a great time, uh, and so I do have fond memories. Yeah, just as a venue in and of itself, I never really cared for it. The only thing I really liked about it was the gigantic guitar uh, <laughs> hanging out there. I thought that was yeah, really yeah, yeah. Les Paul. The first concert I ever saw there was after college. I went and saw Guster. And, uh, Guster. I remember that Here's, name. I couldn't tell you a song. The funny thing about Guster was that my buddies were like, oh, we're going to go see Guster. And I'm like, I've never heard of this stupid band. Like, yeah, they're opening up for George Clinton. I go, why don't you lead with George Clinton? And I would, you know, so I, yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, all right, well, I'll go see Guster. But I really just want to see, you know, G, uh, um, Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah, funk, -funk. Uh, yeah, we would take uh, road trips down from Lewisburg, uh, Casey, to go see shows at the Electric Factory. And, and the... Lewisburg. Lewisburg, PA. Uh, <laughs> Otisburg. But it was far, but one of the best venues even for us up there was, was to come down to Philly. Um, which came first, Electric Factory, electric factory Concerts uh, as an entity for as a, a concert promoter or the Electric Factory as a concert yeah, I'm not venue? Sure. I think the Electric Factory is a concert venue. Okay. I don't know. It came out in 1968. That's when it opened, though. Same uh, year as MMR. The building did. Yeah. Okay. You, so, yeah. So, the Live or Nation. Or it was at a different location. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't originally where it is now, which, by the way, they've renamed uh, temporarily North 7th. Yeah, and you can vote on PrestonandSteve.com. Oh. It's one of the links there, so you can you can you uh, learn all about this story that we're talking about and then follow that to, to uh, vote. But Live Nation was Electric Factory Concerts yeah. before it was Live yes. Nation. Right. Yeah. All right, so wait. Um... They already have the potential names that you can vote on. Oh, I don't know about oh, that. What, what, what you I don't know if they're offer if they're having free suggestions or if there's already a list. Case I have no okay, idea. Okay. Marissa knows though. Okay, because I did a lot of research about this yesterday <laughs> because I like this is my life. Okay, so they the venue the building will stay as a concert venue. They're just going to renovate it. Good. Um, Live Nation owns the name Electric Factory, so when they took it over, um, the Bowery Presents is not allowed to keep the name. Okay. So that's why it's happening. And there's a whole bunch of concerts that are happening already, like um, Seether's this weekend, uh, Flock of Seagulls is next week, and they're all happening, too. They're all happening. Hey, by the way, so it's been a long time since I've been there, but am I correct in recalling that up on that upper floor, didn't they have, like, a whole lot of box fans across the, the top? Yeah. Was, was that it? Yeah. To, and to cool the place off? Yes, and it's gone That's through. pretty ratty when you're using uh -huh. box fans. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Hey, Press, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it's gone through so many iterations. Like, it started with just that one riser in the back and, like, the bar up top, but then they added, like, a bar on the side. Uh, I remember yeah. when they, they when they debuted that. Yeah. yeah. Bar, they, yeah. We, were, we were, yeah, we, we were in charge of getting the word out about and that. And then, like, the Wait. upper tier and everything. Stop scrolling. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm going to read up this list. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I'm finished. Marissa. I'm finished, too. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I was just trying to get the interns to stop before they kept scrolling through this uh, this list of the uh, Lost 80s Live, because Marissa just said Flock of Seagulls. Oh, it's also Wang Chung and Naked Eyes and Animotion, uh, Jean Luz Jezebel, Bow Wow Wow as well. So I've seen, I've seen all of them in concert. That's pretty cool. That's okay. a good show. Um, Preston, what was the venue that we were at for a Halloween party where you dressed like the Warriors? Uh, that, that was there. That, that was the was electric there. factory, okay. and, and dude and Casey. We we were trying to do. Oh my god! I'll never forget this. I've never told this story on the air before. We were we we were having a costume contest, and everyone was in agreement. We were going to have this costume contest. We were going to pick out some finalists. We right. were going to go up on stage, crowd applause. We were going to decide who the winner was. Blah blah blah. Bush was playing that night. It was right. A Halloween oh, event. Yeah, President yeah, yeah. Bush. And no, not President Bush. The band Bush. Gavin <laughs> Rossdale and company. 
And so they decide that, no, we're not going to let you guys on stage to do it. So you need to stand down below there and do it. And I'm like, seriously, man, this has only been mapped out for months now. And so it pissed us off. That was the band's management saying that we didn't want to do it. So we get up there and we start doing this thing. And while we're doing it, somebody throws a beer and lands on the Well, no. So what happened was, (laughs) and I still don't know to this day whether or not if I got hit in the head with a quarter or, or a piece of ice or whatever. And it wasn't until recently that I realized that maybe whoever threw that thing wasn't necessarily aiming for me specifically, but it felt like a direct shot. Like, I'm going to hit Casey with this this marble or this quarter or this piece of ice or whatever it was. But I didn't see it coming, and I just, boom, get hit in the head. Um, that, you know, like, I took it real personal. You take everything very personal. <laughs> well, dude, you yeah. didn't get hit in the head with, a, with a marble. I know. All right. All right so, but... um. After I get hit in the head with this thing, you were like, all right, yeah, everybody, just throw some stuff. No, no, no. I know. I, I don't yeah, think that yeah. was it. No, yeah. I, remember, I remember some, some liquid. I was dazed. I don't know. Some, some liquid splash. <laughs> just made by a marble. And I just <laughs> offhandedly, I was on the mic, and I was like, oh, somebody threw their beer. I'm like, okay, so let's get this out of our system. Everybody throw your beer at Casey. <laughs> yeah, and, thanks, Dave. And I, dude, I didn't think everybody was going to do it. <laughs> And so, because if me, if I'm holding a beer, yeah. I'm not throwing my beer. I waited yeah. in line for this. I'm going to hang on to my beer. And sure enough, everybody started throwing their beers at Casey. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to do it. I was like, whoa, 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 stop. So anyway, we go through, we do the contest. <laughs> we go through, we do the contest. Yeah. It's over with. <clears throat> and then we're waiting for Bush to take the stage. Right. <clears throat> and we're waiting. And by the way, b- before, when we, when we got done... The manager, the road manager, came over and said, he's like, nice work, a-hole, or something yeah, like that. He started that. getting pissed off well, at me. And I was like, I was like, F you, man. I go, you know what? Don't ever have us back here Preston, again. That's yeah. exactly what I said. This is the point I wanted to make because your face was all painted like uh, Warriors and stuff like that. Yeah, I was, I was dressed as the, the Furies from the Warriors. I got to tell you. Because you were you were arguing with this guy, you were yelling. He was you first. He and then and you he had a baseball him. bat, dude. Man. You look like a badass. I, <laughs> oh yes. Oh okay. yes. You were like one and only time in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I yell. Up, I go. I go. Never have his back here again. That I was really being a jerk. And so we're waiting for Bush to come on, and we're waiting. And we it was like an hour before yeah. they came on. And it wasn't until like a couple weeks later I heard. You know they did that on purpose. Oh, the band did. Yeah, that they waited, that the manager made them wait to piss us off because of that thing that I did. So I wow. didn't know that. Listen, wow. they, they were being a hole. The manager was being an a hole well before any of that happened. He was being irascible and a pain to work with, and that was part of the deal. So I always, felt kind, of, I always felt kind of bad about that, actually. What was well, the promotion be- that we did there uh, with OK Go? Do you guys remember that? Uh, they played for a high school. Uh, I think it might have been for Camp Out for Hunger. That's right. Largest donation by a high school. We did that and it was an afternoon yeah. show. Yeah, we did that a few no. years in a row. Or maybe it was. Uh, no, we... sick puppies. Sick. Sick. <laughs> and and we did Thousand Foot Crotch or something yeah, yeah. like that. And yeah. two people right. showed up. But anyway, uh, yeah, the OK Go did a, a free show. That was for the a most successful one that we did yes. for Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah, OK, I remember yeah. that. So that was in the Electric Factory. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I saw a lot of great shows there and, and I'm not, you know, and, and sometimes you came out and your car was still there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude. One time, <laughs> one time I had to get a group of guys because the, the parking attendant here's, I remember here's, here's another was this me being a diva. I pull in and somebody like Dan fine or somebody that worked at the radio station was there and they're like, Hey, yeah, just park right here. Cause it was a fun yeah. spot. 
And I pulled in and I park, and the parking attendant's like, you can't park there. And I'm like, dude, it's an open spot. I'm going to park here. I paid for my parking. I'm working for the radio station. We're doing an event tonight. So I park there, and I come out, and the show's over, and the dick double parked somebody, parked me in. After the show? At, well, during the show at yeah, some point. Yeah, but I mean, point. you came out after the yeah. show. Yeah. And there was a car there, so I couldn't move my car at all. You're not being a diva. So, uh, you know what I did? I started, hey, can somebody help me? Hey, guys, come over here. Come over here. <laughs> and I got about 10 guys, and we picked up, and we moved the car. Shut up. Are you serious? It was a That's small awesome. car. It was like a Metro Geo or something yeah, yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. It was Metro. tiny. I'm yeah. like, we can move this. I'm like, we can do this, man. Oh and my so, God. We, so we we moved it out 90 degrees. We just picked up the rear because yeah. yeah. the, the front was way too heavy Yeah, and picked it up and moved it around so I could back the car out. Uh, so after, I have fond memories of it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you had a great time. After the Beastie Boys, they did a, a surprise concert there. They announced a concert on a Monday, performed on a Wednesday. And after that concert in particular, I watched two people bite it after uh, sucking down nitrous balloons. Uh, one chick fell face first into the bumper of a car. Ooh. Yes! I know. <laughs> and Ouch. then another person. I'm like, listen, you know, if any, first of all, don't huff balloons. But if you are going to huff a balloon, sit down. Because if you yeah. if you're standing up, it makes you're gonna, you lightheaded. It makes you lightheaded, and you're going to fall over. So yeah. Just protect yourself. But like I don't even know. A minute or two after that, another a chick that I was with fell over a parking block and chipped her tooth. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, mm. yeah. Night. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, so the venue's going to continue. It'll be a music <laughs> yeah. venue. They're just going to do. They're going to do some um, uh, reconstruction, obviously. So we'll we'll see what it becomes. But yeah. I, I mean. The, the one thing that's very true, Preston, that whole iconic, the sign as you yeah. would drive down uh, 676. Yeah. It's like, uh, you used to see Kind of look forward to that. Yeah. And Marissa, it's Ben Franklin. Marissa, you said that there's a, there's a group of guys that keep stuff like that in a warehouse. Yeah, there's some guys in Kensington that have like the uh, Denim King sign. Um, from East Pass Young, and I know like the Pearl um, sign just came down off of South Street, the Pearl Art sign, things like that. They collect them and uh, we'll keep them out there. They sell them or they just hold on to them and hope no that kidding. someone will buy them or they're just props or something like that for famous, you know, Philly scenes if somebody wants to recreate something. So like I guy, wonder if those guys have them. It's like the guy who kept the S from uh, the Spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Did he get it signed by Elton John? No. He oh, was trying to get it signed by Elton John. Yeah, Elton did a bunch of shows at the Spectrum over the years, but uh, yeah, he, he keeps trying and um, and milking that thing as long as <laughs> yeah, why not. I just had a thought too about like uh, crowd surfing at yes. concert. I'm, I'm like I'm so nostalgic right now. Um, the, Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl played a whole set with Queens of the Stone Age, then ran back and then played the song. Played a set with. Foo Fighters, and I used to crowd surf at those shows. I would take off my Adidas sandals, take everything out of the pockets of my Jinkos, including the camera that I oh my God, hidden Jinkos. in my pants. I would hand it to my girlfriend and say, I'll meet you in the back in 10 minutes. And I would find the two tallest guys in the room, yep. and I would have him lift me up. I would crowd surf to the front, barefoot, get the guy to catch me, and then that place was disgusting, and I would run to the back <laughs> of the room and meet my girlfriend by the merch tent, and then we would push ourselves up to the front of the room and do it all again. Yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. So you 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 worked that room big time. You were always there, you're saying. Yes, and yeah. I learned not to crowd surf at a violent femme show because uh, <laughs> nobody well, yeah. is into that. Smelly, <laughs> smelliest band that's ever lived. You know a place I missed, was, uh, and, and Marissa, me, you might know what it is now. I don't know if it's anything, but you guys remember Polyester's? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah remember that it was club? right across the parking lot from that place, wasn't it? No, no that was Shampoo. Uh, shampoo was there. I don't know what, if that's there anymore. Polyester's around the corner from the truck. That um, was like a, for us, that was a girls' night out was, we're going to Polyester's. Yeah, yeah because oh, it, yeah. it was different themes for every floor. You had like your 70s, your 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I only went there one time, and I do remember that. That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I wore leather pants the last time I went there. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I remember <laughs> I remember who I was with and everything. God, I'm not even friends with them anymore. Yes, I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to Brian. Hi, Brian. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, Brian? Good. Uh, my best time at the Electric Factory was, uh, remember when Metallica re-released Garage Days? I think it was back in the late 90s. They did a uh, free concert series for uh, for that. It was a tour. They played at the uh, Electric Factory, and they had a, uh, I think it was a local band, actually. It was a cover band for them, came and opened up for them. And then they did a uh, series of cover tunes uh, after the cover band for them uh, at the Electric Factory. It was a great show, nice, small. I think it was only 2,000 people were there. Yeah. Most incredible time I ever had seeing Metallica live. And that's one of the attractions of a place like the Electric Factory and, yeah. and, and the, the smaller venues that, 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 that I think we have such a wealth of in the area. I mean, you're going to see them the way you have never seen them before. I mean, the Dropkick Murphys did a, a, a run. They, they performed there many times. Uh, who, Preston, wouldn't we also do the Jacks, the uh, the miniature golf thing there, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did the Mini Masters. The Mini, Mini Masters. That's right. I forgot about that. We should bring that, that back. Yeah. Uh, um, so the Philadelphia Wings are coming back this year, and there was sort of a, uh, who? what is the name of the franchise going to be? And they went with the Wings. I wouldn't be surprised if they just renamed this thing the Electric. Why Factory. would you? Why well, would you cash in all of that? Well, yeah. they said Live Nation owns that name. I know, but like some version, some or... version of it, some way, the most Electric Factory. Yeah, yeah so. the even more Electric Factory, but yeah. but some way of maintaining the nostalgia, maintaining the history of the place, and uh, and not altering how Philadelphia views the uh, the venue. Mm. Uh, what yeah, what should come cool. back that went away? What do you, you mean? The venue? Venues, yeah. Or, or just, we're talking about p- little pieces of nostalgia around the area. I know, Kathy, you're a hu- you were a huge fan of set of uh, polyesters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I haven't yeah. really thought about that much. I mean, uh, Maui. A lot of stuff is done. <laughs> Maui. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That place. Because <laughs> uh, we would get there early before people would show up, and it smelled so bad. Yep. It's not anything anymore, right? They tore that completely. Did they? Down. Yeah. I don't think that's right. Uh, a lot, a lot of that stuff. Got they should bring back out. that Hooters that was half sunk. <laughs> that boat on Delaware Avenue. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That's, that's it, an artificial it, reef now. It's an artificial reef. If, you, if you're not familiar with it, if you're newer to the area, for the longest time there was a half submerged floating. Hooters yeah. for years. For years. It sat there half submerged. submerged into the Delaware River. Is Rock Lobster a thing anymore? Is that even a venue anymore? Yeah, I mm, forgot. No. Is that what, what is that called now? It? it was uh, Octo, and now it is called Morgan's Pier. Okay. And it's probably just open for a few more weeks. And by the way, update, uh, Polyesters was at 12th and Race, and it is currently yes. a four-point by Sheridan Hotel. Right oh, there wow. by the convention center. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, what's, uh, what's Sugar Moms now? Uh, it's nothing. Yeah, that whole Not? area. Sugar Moms was on uh, Market Street, right? Well, right off of Market off. Church, yeah. I think was the name of the. Was a bank. It was no, on. It was on a little alleyway. It was yeah, an old the, city. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's just stores right now. Or like right? restaurants. No, I think it, it's not there anymore. Sugar Moms? No, Sugar Moms closed a while ago. That was the, remember, that was the apartment, there was an apartment above it. My friend lived there and you could hear the elevator because you had to take an elevator to go downstairs <laughs> and you would hear the elevator every time it moved. So until like three o'clock in the morning and he offered his apartment uh, to me one weekend and, and we stayed there and I like hit the roof like a cat, like jumped up. <laughs> Whatever the first, elevator. Oh my God. I was like, what the hell is that? He's wow. like, oh, I forgot to tell you about the elevator. Uh, people are texting in, Steve, the Valley Forge Music Fair. There was a similar venue in New York. Westbury. And, yeah. And, and the, theater in the round. The music fair uh, rotated. Yeah. And uh, I saw the first few concerts that I ever went to in my life, including Chicago, uh, was at the Valley Forge Music Fair. Wow. Uh, well, interesting, reminiscing, and we'll find out what the uh, future of the electric factory is and what it will be called. It's been picked up by a uh, promotional company called The Bowery Presents. And, uh, yeah, so that sign's gone. That's kind of sad, but uh, but we'll see. It, it might come back. If they're going to rehash it and uh, make it a better place, more power to them, man. That's great. Listen, we got to take a break. We're going to do something we normally don't do on a Thursday. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day, so I want to make sure that we're back in time for that. Got to hear about Alex's little trip on her own and her vocal rest and all that stuff. We missed it yesterday, so we'll be back in just a moment. Throughout 2018, MMR celebrates 50 years rockin' Philly. Keep listening for special birthday events and special programming from our live. Long, strange trip together. Every hour this weekend, we highlight 1985. The year MMR turned 17. It was the year Nintendo hit the U.S. New Coke was released. And Live Aid took place right here in Philly. Live from JFK Stadium in Philadelphia, USA. We saw Back to the Future, The Breakfast Club, and The Goonies on the big screen. At MMR, the DJs had new music from these bands. Tears for Fears, Dire Straits, The Cure, Phil Collins, Sting, Aha, The Cult, In Excess, John Fogarty, and so many more from 1985. Listen all weekend as we highlight another page from our scrapbook of shared musical memories. Sponsored by Expedition Escape, Philadelphia's top-rated live-action escape room attraction. 93.3 WMMR, everything that's rocked Philly for 50 amazing years. I know it's uh, normally we do this on a Wednesday, but we're doing it now. We're going live on Fox Good Day. Here we go. Hey, Preston Steve, we noticed yesterday that you were talking about our Alex Holly. You were talking about me. Yes. We miss you, and we're glad you're back, Alex. Thank you. Uh, Long, long, long back. (laughs) Yeah, but we saw, we were looking at pictures of you on Instagram and this awesome trip you took out west, and you went by yourself, and it sparked, at least we think you went by yourself, and it sparked a whole conversation of traveling alone, and we wanted Uh to hear a little bit about your trip, you know? Oh, well, that's funny you said we think you went by yourself because no one seems to believe me. And I don't. Well, and I'm like, why don't you believe me? We know you'd gone. You'd, uh, the word is, the rumor, you were this, the main subject of the conversation about go, taking trips alone and how much of, like, going on walkabout and, and that clearing right. your mind thing. Preston did mm-hmm. it once. Yeah. Went to Yellowstone. Would... I've done it. When I did stand-up comedy, I was out traveling by myself all the time across the country. Mm-hmm. There is, it, it is a good sort of emotional cleanse. Is that your experience? Yeah, well, for me, of course, there's a little different reason because I was put on vocal rest and I have some vocal cord issues, so I couldn't talk. Yeah. So it was frustrating being around people. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go somewhere by myself with my little dry erase board. That's how I communicated. And so I can get away. I won't be pressured to talk. But I've always had an interest in it. And you're right. It's like you get in a sense of adventure and being out on your own and getting the time to actually think and, like, talk to yourself. And um, we're showing, I know you guys can't see it, but we're showing a video now because no one believes that I was by myself. But there's a video where I'm showing there's no one around me. 
But everyone was asking though, well, if you're by yourself, how do you have these pictures? Yes, that was the question. That's why people think I wasn't by myself. Well, just the wide shots. Some of them are so wide. You had to talk somebody into, now stay here. I'm going to walk, you know, 100 yards away. Are you good with that? Don't steal my phone. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, I went to, um, this was in Page, Arizona. So I was at where the Horseshoe Bend is in yep. Antelope Canyon. So there's lots of people there. But I challenge people when you travel, you can do two things. You can look where everyone's looking, where the big major thing, or you can turn around too and see what's behind us that nobody's paying attention to. That's and that's where there's fewer people mm-hmm. and you can see kind of cool landscapes. That's the that. fascinating stuff. Our perception is, though, when a, uh, a big city... TV talent like Alex Holly comes into town that these small places you're in suddenly become a buzz and and oh, yeah. uh, you, sure. right so so <laughs> did, I mean were, were people while you're on vocal rest uh, you know you had your race board uh, were, were people put off by that or did they think you were being rude or or did they did they here? yeah exactly oh, did you really not talk. I got all kinds of looks, and one person was like, oh, one guy, because I was on a tour, he said, can you hear me? He was like, can you hear me? I was like, I can hear you, sir. I just, I can't respond. Some people thought I was being a little ridiculous. Hey, uh, Alex. But once I wrote out, this is what I do for a living, they're like, oh, and, and then they, they got it. Okay, because it's, it's still, we're in the business, and we were like, vocal rest? Yeah, really? Nick, Nick has a question. Alex, where was that yeah. one McDonald's with the uh, turquoise arches? Oh, it's in Sedona. Mm-hmm. Sedona, Sedona, Arizona. Beautiful. It's the only one, and because they have like an ordinance where they don't like, they only want certain colors because of the red rocks that they have. Right. They want it to be complimentary. But my thing is that is really close to Eagles Green, and now that we know McDonald's can do this, <laughs> why can't we have an Eagles Green McDonald's here in Philly? Like they should have Ooh, themed yeah. one. Yeah, I think the one on South Broad where the parade went by. Yeah. Exactly. That would have been perfect. Sedona is, by the way, is a hot spot for UFO spotting. Did you see any UFOs yeah. while you're out there? I did not. All right. Well, it got dark so early. I was, I was so tired from hiking. I just went right to bed. She said there was one UFO, unidentified uh, object, and that was her boyfriend. Ah. <laughs> the, the, guy, the guy who was taking the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys, though. Thank you. It's so yep. good to talk to you again. Yes. Yes. Well, Russ and I were hanging out yesterday. We heard with Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys yeah. went back to uh, Marissa's place, and the fun ensued. Yeah. Oh, is that, is that why they walked off? I was wondering why they walked off. I didn't think that was going on. Oh, God. See you next week, guys. Good to see you, guys. Uh, All right, so normally not a uh, Thursday thing, but uh, we wanted to hear about Alex's uh, yeah. getaway. Yeah. I can't so she believe was she alone. had the dry erase board and really didn't speak. I don't know that if somebody said to me, can you hear me? I'd say, yes, I can hear you. I don't know that I could write it down and not speak. Hey, yeah. how the hell would, so they talk, I mean, they, they talk for a, a bit. Obviously, we talk far more. How the hell would we know if we needed vocal rest? Well, so they were getting sick over there, and and it was filtering through the apparently the, apparently it was filtering through their newsroom, and um it was coming like it was wrapping back around. They oh, was getting, it? They kept getting sick. Yes. Yeah, so she wasn't the only one that was on vocal rest. There were a number of people. Really? Yeah, that they put out on vocal rest. Okay. Yeah. And I guess listen, if Kathy though, if you if it's your livelihood and you're aware sure. of it, then you will you will do what you got to yeah, do. Yeah. You know. So we she, don't. We just keep going. But that's a good idea for her to just leave yeah. and get away from. From people that she knows, and just try to be a little uh, solitary for a while, and and not uh, not speak. That's, I think that's a good idea. I want to do that and probably live there for the rest of my life at Fox Twenty Nine. No, oh. and not have to talk to anybody. Yes, <laughs> you, you want to live out in, like the wilderness. And Kathy, your problem isn't talking to people; oh. it's listening to people. Oh. <laughs> you, you have, have no room problem to talk. talking <laughs> as if people are being. Jeez, I, I hope Kathy wants to talk to me. No, I'm just like, would you just shut up, please? Yeah. Please, <laughs> let Listen, me talk. I'm very busy. 
Lucy. <laughs> and put I, together an activities list. Which, by the way, why don't you talk a little bit about the traffic this oh, morning, yeah. Kathy? What's going on? We uh, skipped that. Yeah, yeah. I'm on vocal rest. Do something else. <laughs> 295 southbound jam 70 to 168. An accident off to the shoulder northbound is heavy route 130 to the 42 freeway. 42 backing up northbound from Blackwood Clementon Road to 295. 55 northbound jams 47 to 42. An accident cleared off of 95 southbound. Uh, it's jammed Ridley Park to the Commodore Barry Bridge, but the accident gone. Uh, also southbound slowing from Cotman through to Girard and then out in Bucks County, 295 uh, between Langhorn and the Scudder Falls Bridge. An accident just cleared from there as well. 95 northbound slows Chichester Ave to Curlin Street on the Schuylkill Expressway. Expect delays eastbound 202 to Belmont, the Boulevard into Girard westbound. Passionk to South Street, the Boulevard out to Gladwin. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound, heavy Norris down to Valley Forge. An accident there off to the shoulder. This traffic report brought to you by Penn Medicine. Penn Medicine is ranked among the top in the nation and number one here at home by U.S. News and World Report. It's one more reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at PennMedicine.org. All right. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Don't cut me off! Wow. See, and if you were on vocal rest, you wouldn't be able to yell at me like that. <laughs> All right, we got to do the bizarre file. Sorry. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Brought to you this morning by Robbins Diamonds and tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. Well, a cougar is likely to have killed a woman whose body was found in an Oregon park on Monday in the state's first ever confirmed fatal attack by a wild cougar. Yeah, they were thinking it might have been uh, a cougar, but uh, now they have confirmation. Wow. Diana... Diana Bobber was last heard from on August 29th and was reported missing by out-of-state relatives on Friday. Sheriff's deputies found uh, Bobber's car at the Zigzag Ranger Station in Oregon's Mount Hood National Forest over the weekend. Her body was found Monday about two miles from the station. A medical examiner said that uh, Bobber had injuries consistent with an animal attack. Uh, He said her injuries are... Uh, indicative of what experts believe to be that of a cougar. We are waiting for final confirmation on the type of animal responsible for this attack. They're gorgeous animals, but they can be deadly. And it, you know, they, they they stealthily come in. They usually att- their 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 method of attack is from behind, and they go onto your neck, and that's it. Uh, there are an estimated sixty six hundred cougars in Oregon, but they are rarely encountered by humans. Did you see the footage that the guy had of like three or four cougars, Preston, on his deck? He lives in that general area. Oh, and they just like a like I guess a pride is what you would call them. That's all scary. just loitering around on his deck. A uh, few of us have ever had the courage to go through with stealing a monkey, and <laughs> that may well be for the best, because a 23-year-old New Zealander named John Casford almost died trying to do it. To steal a monkey. Yeah, John admits that he was high as a kite when he <laughs> bypassed an unsecured gate, broke through two padlocks, and entered the monkey enclosure at Wellington Zoo. Yeah, ever since I was a little boy, my dream was to steal a monkey. He had and, and I was born in 1968. <laughs> Uh, no, he had it. Play the New Zealand uh, national anthem. He had it in his mind that he was going to catch one of the zoo's squirrel monkeys, a oh. canopy-dwelling species from the Central and South Americas. They're and, tiny. And take it home to his girlfriend. Well, that's what he's thinking. It's tiny. It's right. not going to be a problem. Uh, wrong. Uh, the squirrel monkeys had other ideas. He said, uh, this is the judge. <laughs> judge Bill Hastings said, I don't know what happened in the squirrel monkey enclosure. Uh, this was during his sentencing last week. He said, the squirrel monkeys know. You say you couldn't find them, and I don't speak squirrel monkey. <laughs> what I know is that by daybreak, all the monkeys were distressed. 
Two of them were injured, and you had a broken leg, two fractured teeth, a sprained ankle, and bruises on your back. Did the squirrel monkeys kick his ass? That's what the word is. Yeah. Wow. John reportedly told zookeepers that he had broken his leg while jumping the boundary fence, but his attempted monkey heist was ultimately foiled by the fact that monkeys are not, as it turns out, just hairy little children with tails. They are savage as savage acrobats that will beat the living piss out of anyone who wanders into their territory unannounced. Hey, tell me about it. And in this case, that someone also happened to be a wanted criminal. Police had been chasing John for a string of unrelated offenses over the previous seven months, including an unprovoked assault on a man waiting in traffic lights, an alcohol-fueled attack at a convenience store, and assaults on a community safety officer and night shelter resident who refused to hand over cigarettes. Uh, so this is the type of guy that tries That's to steal monkeys. For my girlfriend. Uh, Judge Hastings sentenced him to two years and seven months in prison for both the attempted monkey burglary and the crime spree leading up to it. Uh, the judge pointed out that the 23-year-old would have to put the monkey's life in jeopardy, or would have put the monkey's life in jeopardy, had he managed to catch one, as well as endangered the wider community with a biohazard risk in the event that one of the monkeys managed to escape. Oh, I have every confidence he would know how to properly raise a squirrel monkey. So he's going to jail for two years and seven months. Dumbass. An Indiana sheriff says it does not appear that any laws were broken when two men took a video of themselves playing with the limp body of another man who died of an apparent drug overdose and posted it on social media. Wait till you hear what they did. Oh, my God. Coroner Chuck Harris said the video, which included manipulating the man's mouth like he was singing a song and lifting his arms like he was a puppet, showed a blatant disregard for human life. But the sheriff, Dave Reynolds, said that his office concluded no law was broken and that the men told them they were horse playing. He said, we're really comfortable to say there was no foul play whatsoever. Harris said that the man of the video was Kyle Kirby, 21 years old, who was pronounced dead on Sunday. Harris suspects the death was a drug overdose, but won't know until a toxicology report comes in two weeks. Isn't there a classification, something like, not defiling, but a corpse or, I mean... He said it didn't meet it anything didn't meet like any that. didn't meet any of those standards? Harris said that he couldn't determine whether Kirby was alive when he was filmed, slumped over as one of the men tied cords to his wrists. Weekend at Bernie's. That, that's kind of what they were <laughs> yeah. doing. Another man in the video slaps the apparent, un, apparently unconscious man, shakes his head and pumps his chest uh, in a CPR-like motion before manipulated his, his mouth and singing a song. Dear God. The video was provided to the newspaper by Heather Anderson, who is Facebook friends with the man she said posted it Sunday morning with a caption that said, one of my close friends passed away this morning. Please Stop doing drugs, hashtag fentanyl. And the worst part is, Preston, they now have a series deal on Netflix. Uh, Anderson said that she commented on the video asking if Kirby was okay and that she would alert authorities. The man who posted the video message back asking her not to alert authorities, alleging Kirby was actually home and alive. The man asserted the video was supposed to be a wake-up call to his friend about his drug use. But Reynolds said that his office responded to a call at Kirby's residence later that afternoon. And a parent found him in bed covered in vomit and not breathing. And he eventually died at the hospital. That is messed up, man. Holy hell. Yeah, that's all kinds of crazy. Yeah. Right, so we can't end on that. Let's end with something a little bit lighter than that in the bizarre file. How about this? Police responding <laughs> to a reported break-in at a Jamba Juice. Jamba Juice. Arrested two men, including one who was not involved in the store entry, but was in possession of a samurai sword. <laughs> Another samurai well, sword. if you're going after Jamba Juice... You gotta have your samurai sword. Officers responded to... The way to the ninjutsu did it. ...a report of a person smashing the window of a Jamba Juice. When officers arrived, they spotted... Hey, for Jamba Juice. They spotted a man inside the store and took him into custody at gunpoint. 
Uh, meanwhile, another man who happened uh, to be hanging around outside of the store was questioned by officers and arrested after he was found to have a samurai sword with did him. like a strawberry and a banana smoothie and with the blueberries. That is what I have for you in the Bizarre Fire. Are there a lot of Jamba Juices around? There's one in the airport. Is there? Yeah. That's the only one I know of. Yeah, yeah, me too. There are a couple left over. Okay. Like, I've, never, I've never been to randomly see them. Yeah. yeah, they used to be they used to be really big, and I you don't well, see that, them as often. They're more of a West Coast thing. That, are they? Yeah, yeah. So they, they started in L.A., and uh, they had some success on the East Coast. All right. Well, there you go. That's your uh, Bizarre File and Jamba Juice update here on the Preston <laughs> Steve Show. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Our buddy Josh Wolf is stopping by. He's going to be at the Helium Comedy Club tonight, Friday, Saturday. And Sebastian Maniscalco is also checking in in advance of his show tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. These things and more on the way. We'll be right back. You know what? Give me something to give away. Okay. I'm sorry, Case. Okay. I, I, I had said earlier we had a lot of stuff to give away and haven't given away. Squat. Uh, we have a screening of the movie A Star is Born starring Bradley Cooper Ooh. and Lady Gaga. Uh, this is Monday, October 1st at 7.30 at the AMC Chamonix. And if you're one of the next four callers right now, 215-263-WMMR, you'll also be qualified for a trip to the premiere in Los Angeles Monday, September 24th. The Star is Born hits theaters October 5th, so it's wild because you would actually go to L.A. and see the screening if you win before we actually have the screening here in Philadelphia. So <laughs> let's see if you can get on board. We'll be back in just a moment. 93.3 WMMR. Online. On demand. And on the air. Including our digital HD signal. The best sounding MMR there is. WMMR HD. And HD2. The MM Archives Channel. All right, thank you, Kathy. Uh, I'd like to play a piece of audio uh, that that you really have become fascinated with, Casey. Was this for on air? Oh, uh, well, I didn't necessarily have to be, but if you want, are you talking about the little clip I played for you yeah, today? Yeah, okay. it's, it's a piece of a song, which was kind of interesting. Yes, and it's uh, on a, a, a very uh, current and popular artist. Is sure, it? and you I, know, you, you, brought, yes. you, you brought us the um, we, you brought us Kanye poopity scoop. Right. You, what did you bring us after I brought that? You some Eminem. Eminem. <laughs> and lucky you. <laughs> it turns out that. Um, Apparently, Preston, hip hop is taking most of its cues from our show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, it's a clearly <laughs> we have a, a big influence <laughs> over hip hop. Mm-hmm. Can you do that with the? <laughs> thank you. With the... <laughs> if uh, why does that make me? And laugh? because it's because so it's piercing. Yeah. The same reason that makes Nick's ears detonate yeah. is why oh, you enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. It's my turn to cut the food. When my drink, this my day. Lucky you, how's you do? What's the new one? So the bottom line here is I am open to listening to new music, uh, you know, all different different kinds of genres of music. And uh, there is an I artist. I admire that about you. Yeah. I, I uh, There are certain things I just uh, I don't like, but yep. you are more accepting. <laughs> like, for instance, Mac Miller uh, passed away, uh, drug overdose yes. uh, last week or whatever. I'd never heard Mac Miller before. So I'm he like, explored. Like, I explored. I didn't necessarily care for it. Some, yeah. Some things, I, the Eminem album, I really cared for. Um, Post Malone is an artist that I have heard of, that I've seen pictures of, and I had never really given a second thought until his plane, uh, what the, the tire burst on, upon takeoff. Yeah, like they were circling and they were having an issue and he was kind of... Uh, he tweeting. wrote his last will on his face, right? <laughs> and testament. No, well, but he said, like, afterwards, he he made a comment. He was really scared, you know, yeah. whatever. It was terrifying for him. Right, so, and, and I look at this dude's face. I'm like, okay, 
He's got barbed wire tattooed across the the top of yeah. his forehead. Yep. Uh, he's got a tattoo above his uh, right eye. He's got tattoos under. He's got tattoos on his face. All, okay. <laughs> all right. So you look at the picture. He's got something just below his nose. Yeah. yeah right. Go ahead. So I'm making this story longer than it needs to be. Yep. Uh, so I decide to listen to his his <laughs> latest smart. album yesterday. I'm so you like, made some presumptions about him because of the tattoos on his face. You go listen to the music, and turns and out you kind of like it. I kind of like it because it wasn't hip hoppy and and rappy. It was uh, okay. It's a, it's a style of music called trap. And uh, so I listened to Beer Bongs and Bentleys. That's his uh, latest album. <laughs> Beer Bongs right. and Bentleys. All right. By and- the way, wasn't this guy, if I may jump in here, and this is, I guess, <laughs> I think Preston, you and I probably fall in the category. We're more pre-Malone. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Not but but, but it, it, he was, this guy was more of like an acoustic guitar playing yeah. guy who's really sort of engineered his image. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and now he took off. Did a little bit of research on okay. the guy. Okay, it's a little, add a little bit of this, put some tattoos on your face, add grill, and we're off and running. He and I share a birthday. I'm literally 20 years older than he is okay. uh, to, the, to the day. All right, so no I, coincidence. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to the album, and this guy is a lyrical genius. I mean, he's got a uh, song, okay. Preston, called Zach and Codeine. But it's a playoff of <laughs> Zach and Cody. Zach and Codeine. Okay. Uh-huh. And Not it's it. sort of a playoff of uh, Zach, and, Zach Cody. and Cody. Yeah. And so he talks about sweet life and stuff like that. Oh, what a genius. But there's a, there's a, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> there is a song called Spoil My Night. And that features somebody that I don't even know who it is. But uh, I am sort of listening a little bit. And this then is, uh, this is Post Below we're talking about. I'm listening. And then this lyric just jumps out at me. I'm like, okay. What did he just say? All right. Um, and it's really dumb, but I love it. Okay. And this is all this for one and a half second of a clip. <laughs> this is just, it's, it's literally, yeah, we one, need to hear it. It's uh-huh. 1.6 seconds long. Oh, you mean you're not going to play some of the song for us? Just the little clip? Well, let's hear the clip and then maybe we can hear the rest of the, well, it's, of the song. Well, you have to. Play it, yeah, I know. Thank you. Yeah, you Here we to... go. Here we go. She got beautiful boobies. Okay, that's it. Now <laughs> that's it. All right, and now that's on it. to <laughs> next topic. Jesus Christ, <laughs> play it again. But she got beautiful boobies. But she got beautiful boobies. But she got beautiful boobies. <laughs> what Casey was about to say is, we'd probably have to do a lot of edits in order to play the song. Oh, yeah. I'll play Casey's interpreter this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But she got beautiful boobies. There you go. I love it. Okay, so we're the looking at the is, lyrics. I ain't even seen her face, but she got beautiful boobies. Wow. Yeah, when I walk wow up in a party, they all act like they know me. And yeah. She, and she see those diamonds in my teeth. I see her smiling back at me. I think she rocked me like Jumanji. It's about to post it's about time post make plan B. Okay. What the hell does I think she rocked me like Jumanji mean? Well, it means that they, she rocks him like oh. the board game that transports no. you. Rock no. The Jumanji. rock was in Jumanji. Oh. Uh, but see, she says she rock, but rock is, is lowercase, meaning not the proper name rock. It's simply rock. Yeah, but the rock was in Jumanji. It's oh, genius. she it's jacked genius. me like black. Now she whipping out her phone, <laughs> and I know, damn, how many videos you got you going post. Everybody on the Garn gonna know. Graham gonna know. Graham. Garm. Filth Everybody on the Graham. Filth. Larn. Flarn. Filth. She see those diamonds in my teeth. I see her smiling back at me. Wait a minute. Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda? Garn. Garn. Gosh, garn, darn. Hip hop. Filth. Flarn. Flarn and Blarn. Okay, Post Malone. All right, there you go. And she got beautiful boobies. <laughs> she got beautiful boobies. 
Okay. So in right now, uh, uh, still the um, poopity scoop in the lead as far as oh. stars discoveries. Oh, just uh, just flat out, uh, just absolute gibberish. Yeah. All right. Well, Certainly. let me ask. But you keep guys, at it. Let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. Do you have a song that you like? Uh, that is absolute gibberish. I mean, like Susudio, for instance. Mm-hmm. How about Yellow Lead Better? I, that's my one of my favorite songs, but my favorite band, and I have sure. no idea what the hell Eddie's saying. Yeah, I, I don't know what's in uh, lyrically in that song. Uh, There's one line. I, I mean, understand. there are songs that are fun and light and and aren't meant to be taken seriously in any way, shape, or form that are great. I can't like Amazing Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything. But yeah, I'm certain. There's, oh my god, I heard this. <laughs> there was. There was so much bubblegum garbage. You know, you think of the 1960s, late 60s, early 70s, uh, and what amazing music came out from the Beatles and Led Zeppelin yeah. and and Cream and The Who and all these wonderful songs. But there was also a lot of garbage to bubblegum. There's a song called Chick-a-Boom. Chick-a-Boom, Chick-a-Boom. Don't you just love a Chick-a-Boom, Chick-a-Boom. And that, the radio airwaves were littered with music like that it's just gone away so one of the Nobody legendary stations in the in the in the country wabc in new york mm-hmm. am it was a, a you know one pipe for music going to everyone's cars and um you would go from like a led zeppelin cut to boogie woogie bugler boy of company b <laughs> from a bet midler and uh, it was it was yeah you'd hear all sorts of stuff like that that's when you'd have the archies yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sugar, just, just throw away songs. That yeah, are, that, are just, that just um, farted on out. So that continues. There's yeah. a lot of them. She got beautiful boobies. You know, so I, <laughs> I don't think boobies. <laughs> Forty years from now, we're going to be singing along to Post Malone. I may be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. We'll probably but... be attending his law classes. <laughs> <laughs> he switches yes, gears. He at switches some point gears. Uh, his, uh, no, but forty so. years from now, you, people may remember. Uh, Beautiful boobies, finally, the way you guys just talked about Cracker. Yeah, just for fun. No, yeah, Nick, cracker. they'll be reading. Uh, what was the thing? The, the Cracker Cracker? What, what was the one you just guys sang together? Chicka Boom. Chicka Boom. Yeah. Cracker Cracker. <laughs> See? Uh, See cracker, cracker, cracker. Nick has already forgotten it, and we just oh. mentioned it. Yeah. What were some of the other horror? Well, that, you know, it was another one. Or Chevy The Man. name game. Oh, yeah. Louie Louie. Uh, well, but that's got, that still has sexual overtones. And, and it's it just and was entered into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was considered a fairly groundbreaking song. But, really, not by but, its but it's gibberish. It's yeah, yeah. it's garbage. Uh, I know what you mean as far as uh, lyrical. It chronicles the rise of William Wallace. All right, anyhow. <laughs> she got beautiful boobies. Um, I just wanted to play that and then move on. Listen, to we had else. to. Casey mm-hmm. went to the trouble of securing that clip. Uh, sorry uh, about that. It's okay. I want to talk about a new sex position. Oh Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right. Need to demonstrate. What? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm interested because the, there was a sex position. Uh, Jared Leto was wearing a shirt the other day, <clears throat> and it had all these sex positions listed okay. on it, and all there right. was one that I had never heard of. There's one. Uh, now, I don't think there are any, quote-unquote, new sex positions no. because the there, people have been at it for a while. has been around for a long time, and that pretty much explores all the different possessions, positions that you can be in. Uh, but there's one apparently called the Golden Arch. Yes. And there's a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For uh, a millisecond. I know. You thought? Just yeah, a moment. <laughs> and then I was like... No. I do that all the time. Consider the source. Uh, Annabelle Knight, who is a sex guru. 
uh, has revealed that. Does say that on a business card? <laughs> that the Golden Arch sex position is perfect for both couples to receive intense pleasure and is very easy to do. We used to know a sex guru, the girl in Westchester. Yeah. Yes. Jill and they McDavid. ran her out of town. Uh, did, did they? they? Jill McDevitt. Well, they didn't run her out of town. Yeah, like lit she, torches. Uh, she closed up her shop <laughs> and she lives in San Diego now, but she still she? Time to, Yeah, yeah. She's a good follow on Twitter if you're interested in. Uh, uh, positions like the Golden Arches. I mean, she, she was awesome. She's very um, open. In, oh yeah, in her descriptions. So if, you, if you're faint of heart, I wouldn't. But uh, she's yeah. she's written books. Uh, but the the position involves a woman, and I'll. This is I'm not going to get graphic about Bill. Don't worry. Well, Bill's out of Bill's town. Bill's out of town. Oh, Let her in. Yeah. She got beautiful boobies. <laughs> He's a no. Wait a second. My Bill senses are tingling. It's like Spider Man. Oh my God. Bill's out. You know. <laughs> He feel, yeah, he gets a tingle in, his in some local store lecturing someone about the third leg of the stool. And so you see, I deal with the third leg. Wait a second. Something's going on. Sex talk back in Philadelphia. <laughs> anyway, but I'm not going to get graphic with this. But the position involves a woman sitting on top of her partner so that they have the best view of each other during their sex. Imagine this, uh, Kathy. Yeah. You sit, um, the man sits uh, sits upright right. with his legs straight out in front of him. Okay. She uh, sits on his lap facing him, but she's on her knees. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. okay. So there you go. That's okay. the, the way position. you do it. Yeah. That's the position. <laughs> that's new? Apparently, well, that's that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, don't think it's no, new. I think there's a little bit more to it, Preston, if I may. Um, I think basically you're looking, <laughs> you're looking as if you're almost playing like crab soccer. I don't um it's a woman leaning back. Well, eventually she can lean back. Yes, okay. that's what this gets into. But the but the basic position is you're sitting up, uh guy sitting yeah. up, legs straight out on the bed, and she is on her lap, uh on your lap facing you uh on her knees. And now where am I sitting when I film it? And she can <laughs> lean back during Yeah, because at some point she's gotta go. be in an arch position, yes. correct? Beca- exactly. That's it right there. So anyhow. Uh, Annabelle said that this head-to-toe position is a great way to have a full view of each other's bodies. Uh, she says he needs to sit with his legs straight, and then she sits on top of him with her knees bent over his thighs. Uh, she has to lean back and then let the pleasure commence I, I by do... lifting her ankles. So do, would you do the Golden Arches? I know you and I are fans of the Arby's <laughs> with the, uh, the horsey sauce. Uh, yes. A lot, of, a lot of meat. <laughs> Plenty of horsey sauce. Uh, cup, it says couples can keep eye contact in this position, meaning it is very intimate. Stop looking at me. And can help women, uh, who find it a challenge to get to that next level. Ma, she's looking at me. <laughs> Annabelle advises that you can lean back slightly to increase stimulation and couples can also explore each other's bodies for I, added pleasure. I want to explore your body. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I think what this position does, uh, and again, to be as, as delicate as possible, it makes things link up properly so that certain spots are hit more comprehensively. I guess so. Did I hit that right? I think so. Okay. I think it might be. And that's and the uh, that's the charm of this spot. Now, the Burger King is a, an entirely different thing. Yes. Here's a great uh, uh, comment from somebody that says, doesn't work for fat people. Hmm. Okay. Sure? Probably not. No, well, it would know. be a little... If you, if you have a large belly, it might get in the way. Gets in the way. Yeah. If you I get mean, altitude if sickness about... climbing up your stomach, yes. Uh, if we're going to talk about just physically <laughs> being able to do certain things, it might be a little bit of an issue. Steve, what is the Burger King? Is that meat in between two buns or... <laughs> have it your way. Okay. It's really... It requires you and a hooker. All right, hmm. so uh, Jared Leto was wearing this shirt, and it had all these positions, and one was called the crab. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's, it's, you, you bang a crab. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> It's really painful. Can you describe it? Well, uh, no. It oh, just, it just said. It just, just, it just says, right? Here, okay. Here's the, uh, the oh, it says cowgirl, here. doggy face, 69 scissors, and the crab. 
Uh, Have you ever heard of the crack? I don't know. It sounds like it might be similar to this. Uh, to, it, it's, to, it does, actually. To the Golden Arch. Because we talked about the crab soccer. Yeah. Um, I don't really know, Case. We'll have to look that you up. Know, but you bring up a good point, too, President, about people saying, you know, and, oh. and Norm MacDonald does a bit on it. I, I got a new position. No, you don't. No, you don't. No. You have to imagine all the people throughout time yeah. who have, have been having sex. Sure. It's all been done. Yep. Trying it a different way. Unless you're doing it on a new invention. Like maybe the first person who had sex in a Tesla. By the way, and this will speak to Kathy, make, <laughs> making your bed in the morning can lead to a better sex life. Yeah, it always I'll bet you be... make your bed every morning, yeah. don't you? Do yeah. you? You make your bed every morning? Wait a minute. Dennis every, isn't up by then. Every day. She still yeah. makes it on top. <laughs> he wakes yeah. up with the blankets over him and the right. pillow on his face. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> no, but the bed, yeah, I will. Uh, I also make Jace make his bed every morning. The beds have to be made, yeah. With, Beds have to be Listen, made. if you don't have time to put the decorative pillows on, I'll let it slide. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, if, I make, if I make the bed, the decorative pillows go on. You would them. love my my room is very antiseptically clean now, I have to say. I have my little uh, my little vacuum cleaner. And if I had a <laughs> cup where I was drinking, I do. And if I had my little cup where I was drinking water, I make sure that goes back down to the kitchen sink. Oh, oh God, I love you. Thank That's you. so sweet. That's so nice. That's really good of you. Uh, I hate decorative pillows. <laughs> I, fi- I finally got rid of them. You they they, stayed, they stayed on my bed forever. And, and I use my bed a Alone. It's my bedroom. It's my your bed. Sleep in Hold different on, rooms. Okay, I, okay. And and so for the longest time, the the decorative pillows kept getting put on there. I'm like, these are stupid. I nobody ever comes in here but me. I don't care for them. They're just taking up space. And when I put them on the be- on the floor, they take up space there the too. Floor. So now I have I have. Uh, systematically one at a time put them in the closet and now they're hidden away and they you, never come out It's again. your room. It's my room. I, I have my room. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I've opted to not use decorative pillows and I replace them with Batman figures. I hmm. have on my bed, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten, eleven decorative pillows. <laughs> you know, she, she's like Shelly Long in Cheers, Nick. Eleven. You remember the, the scene where, where, where uh, oh Sam Malone goes over to sleep with... Uh, with her and yeah. and uh, he goes in and you, and he goes you see him walking out of the room with about fifty stuffed animals and pillows and he throws yeah. them out the window or along um, came Polly yeah along yeah. came Polly he yeah. actually yes. does the math on how much time <laughs> of his life has been wasted yeah. <laughs> by taking the time to put the pillows away and put them back on and, and he's then like he uses it doesn't make any sense a knife to shred them right absolutely yeah. Kathy, all right so go ahead Nick I'm sorry all right. uh, Casey just uh, to answer your question about the shirt that Leto was wearing it's a cover for one of their albums for Thirty Seconds to Mars oh. so it's, it's called America's the name of the album and it has those sex positions written on it Got okay it. Uh, but Kath doesn't that just add extra stress to your life. Or, or is the, the... No, the unmade bed adds stress to my life. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm talking not about kidding. the decorative pillow part. No, no, it doesn't add... Why? No, I have like a little bench at the bottom of the bed and the decorative pillows <sighs> are neatly uh, stacked there neatly. at nighttime. I'm surprised you don't have a little, a little uh, um, like a, a trunk at the end of the bed where you can put the pillows in. Yeah, you know what? I know, but the thing is, is that 11 usually doesn't fit in the trunk. Mm. So I, I, I did the bench and they stack nicely on the bench. Okay. Right. I, I have to get it. I'm not so sure about that. At night, I have to get into a freshly made bed. So say the on a rare occasion that the bed is not made, um, I will kind of I straighten the sheets out and you call a make, divorce lawyer. No, and almost <laughs> make the bed before I get into it. It's just like it's more comfy. I and it's neat. I never make my bed ever. 
Ever. Does Ever. your wife shut the door to your bedroom, or do you shut the door to your shut bedroom? Shut the door. Uh, I, not that I ever... You know she noticed. doesn't shut the door. That's how he was busted. Uh, no, shut up. No, I know, but I'm saying I'm wondering <laughs> if she like is like, okay, I, I don't care, but when she... Like, for me, if it wasn't made, I would go by and Just shut so the you door. don't have to look don't at have it. To Here's look what at. I do, and I honestly, you guys know, I sleep on top of the bed. I sleep on top of the comforter with a blanket, like a nice... It has little elephants on it. So you and don't actually make your bed. You just don't mess it up. I just don't mess it up. <laughs> okay. I tuck it in, though, if there are little little creases. And, and you would find a pristine bit of bedding. In the winter, if it starts <laughs> to get very, very, very cold, I, I just press it. You're like me. Even throughout the winter, I have I have the ceiling fan going. I, I fan. like oh, the always, circulation yeah. of air. I absolutely destroy my bed during the <laughs> night. I mean, with the, the you poop a lot. The pillows and the it's an absolute mess. The the uh, the the blankets are in a wad. Pillows are all over the place. By the time I'm done sleeping, what's the point of me making the bed? Because I'm just going to do it again. It's funny because I I actually have to have the elephants facing the right way oh. when I sleep. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know it's so goddamn stupid, but Did I you do. force yourself to do it the other way just to just to make you sleep, make you get It'd through. It'd be hard. It'd be hard. All right. I know. I would. I would not be confident that the elephants were looking the correct way. Mm. Wait, can I? I want to answer that text. Uh, what right. is it? Which one? Ask this... Kathy if she has a certain way that she stacks the pillow. Yes. Of course you do. Exact same way the most every single time. The most efficient, efficient way, way, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The two big pillows and then the longer pillow in the middle because it's long enough. Hang on. <laughs> I did. I mean, what am I, running a bed and breakfast? <laughs> this is him stabbing the pillows. Anymore. You know how many minutes a day I spend getting to throw pillows on and off the bed? How many? Four minutes in the morning, four minutes at night. That's eight minutes of my life. I figured it out. It's 56 minutes a week. It's nearly two days of my life a year I spend putting pillows on and off a stupid bed. <laughs> 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 Uh, this poll uh, said from the Just Saying Institute uh, surveyed 2,000 Americans and found that 42% of those who make their beds said their partner makes them more likely to do so. And a third of people said it would be a turnoff if a potential partner didn't make their bed. They also found that those who make their bed have more sex per week than those who leave the bed unmade. Quick question, wow. Kathy. Does Dennis make the bed when he gets out of it? He makes the bed, yeah. All right, well, there you go. All right, so he's on the same page. And then that means there's a lot of uh, of uh, golden arches going on there. I guess so. Yeah. I guess that happens. <laughs> uh, speak, by the way, speaking of uh, the bed and sleeping, uh, two-thirds of millennials report sleeping naked uh, by a poll that was done by mattressadvisor.com. They're a mattress review site. Do you sleep naked? Do you porky pig it? Do you sleep bottoms? Uh, underwear. Underwear. Just underwear. Underpants. Yep. I go yeah, back and forth. Yeah. If, if, I, if it's like warm out and uh, especially if like I've just taken a shower, I'll sleep naked. But I think most comfortably uh, boxers, underwear. I think for me, it's a leisure suit. Okay. I think it just is the most comfortable <laughs> way. Because it's leisure. You're sleeping. Sure. Yeah. As I, long as there's no socks on. I cannot sleep with socks on. Oh, no. Who can? Some more Psychopaths. Yeah, psychopaths. Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I think if I, maybe if I didn't have kids. Maybe I would sleep in a nude. Did um, you in college? Um, no. no. <laughs> I like college. I passed out most nights. So fully dressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, shoes on, on the way back to the dorm. Yeah. Yeah. You're lucky if you make it to the bed. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. In, in, fact, in, in the bushes. My entire senior year. No. Either way, junior and senior year, I basically slept on the couch every single night. Yeah. Wow. Sounds I, about right. The holding yeah. tank. Yeah. The holding tank. <laughs> uh, I, uh, so I usually do. Um, Underwear and either a shirt or not. Okay. I, my my friend's uh, father. My wore, shoes are right by the bed, though. And actually, my friend, yeah. when all growing up, uh, he. I mean, he had 
like old man 1950s pajamas, you I was know, where you, ask, you're biting down. Who does that? Yeah, and I also have a question about a nightcap because that was a <laughs> thing for a little while that people had little. You know, you know who I see wearing full pajamas for some reason. Bill, Bill the West, Burns. yeah, yeah. No, Bill, Bill Burns. Burns. Oh, yeah. Bill Burns. Yeah. I see Bill Burns yeah, see in full-on striped. Is Mumsy uh, going to tuck me in? <laughs> Bill is a, a Bill Weston. Well, yeah. Well, Bill Burns maybe could be a a, a full yeah. flannel. Bill Burns, jammies. Uh, one of our sales managers. Yeah, he's 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 a button-down guy. He's, mm-hmm. But I I uh, I could see that pajamas. Yeah, uh, my dad was a uh, he was a uh, bathrobe guy, right? So he'd get up in the morning. And he would go downstairs. He made all our all of our lunches all through grade school and high school. And he was there. He had this old ass robe that he wore all oh, the that time. Was my my yeah. dad was robe and strap on. Yeah, it, a strap on. It was wow. his thing. <laughs> uh, if we didn't go to work as early as we do and had a little bit more time, mm-hmm. I'd probably do the bathrobe thing. You'd be a bathrobe guy. So comfortable. Yeah, I know. You know, nice it's too comfortable. It's a leisurely way to get up in the morning. It's it's too com- like it, it to me. It, it's it's too much of an indu- uh, an inducement to stay. In bed and hang out. Nah, I'd go out on the veranda and enjoy a cup of coffee. <laughs> but first, we have to build a veranda. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm texting Bill Burns right now to see if he, see wears, if he wears pajamas. Bet you, he wears, you know, bet though, you see, guy. when you get pajamas for Christmas, pajamas. Um, pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dry clean your pajamas. It's a uh, movie. Min- yeah, the yeah, uh, don't uh, don't mm-hmm. uh, But yeah, so uh, they're, they're comfortable as just hanging around the house, but sleeping in them, I would find it too restrictive. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. When I was a kid, warm. I did yeah. pull on pajamas. Does it yeah. say why millennials they believe, or what a general consensus as to um, why that's the case? It said, let's see here. the uh, The project manager, Joe Mercurio, uh, I, I said, can actually guess something if I if I may. Yeah. Uh, the the I think houses have generally be the, the atmosphere and temperature in houses is is more. Is better maintained these days. Well, yeah, that's what the, the nightcap was made to keep you right. warm. Right. So, so the the the, a, the aspects of keeping you warm with this clothing is less necessary. Did you look that up, or did you just know that? Uh, I the nightcap I looked up. Oh, All you right. did. Okay. Um, I, I don't worry. I'm not that smart. So, <laughs> I don't know things like so that. So this guy. Oh my God, Bill Burns hey! is here. Hey! <laughs> Mr. Pajamas. Hey, Bill, I didn't even see you walk in. You've got you you've got me so wrong. Uh-huh. Really? No are, way. Pajamas? Are you, are you completely naked? Close. Okay, so what do you wear? Boxers. Okay. Boxers. No t-shirt, nothing. No. Right. Boxers. Just boxers. All right. No, See, boxers. I saw pajamas and a warm glass of milk. No, absolutely not. What, what, am I, what am I, Cowper? Yeah. <laughs> no, oh my God. No, Cowper's just product. No, Cowper uh, wears bikini briefs. Mm-hmm. Bikini something briefs. like that. I'm, a, I'm actually, I'm get, I don't want to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually almost insulted. I, listen, uh, I'm sorry. You're, you're just, I, I'm There's so, you, wrong with that. you're a suit guy. I always see we, you that way. Yeah, you, don't, I, you don't like that I put my feet up on the table when we are uh, in I'm, I'm getting over that. Okay. I'm, I'm, good, I'm good with that. The image is you that. with a big nightcap <laughs> and, and one of those candles that's in the little holder. You know, as you go to bed with a yes. glass of milk. <laughs> does my wife make my, does she warm my milk and then bring it right to the exactly. bedside for me, well, too? She does what's good for her. She exactly. and her kerchief and I and hey, my kerchief. Right, yes. <laughs> that was him. Uh, so you just, just boxers. Just boxers. All right. Just boxers. All right, fair enough. All, All right. right. Thank we you, misread you on that I'm one. I'm sorry about right. that. But Bill Weston, on the other hand. I wear a nightcap. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, th- let me get to this, uh, your, your question here, Steve. So uh, he surveyed over 1,000 people across the country. Uh, 58% of whom he said to sleep in the nude. Nude sleepers also report better sleep quality than pajama, pajama wearers. Not surprisingly, men are more likely to sleep naked than women, though uh, more than half of women still report sleeping without any clothes. Only 39% of boomers, which would be of Me. our age range, yeah. your age range, Steve, yes, I'm sorry, 
Uh, the 39% of boomers sleep in the buff compared with nearly 65% of millennials, the survey found. Uh, relationships seem to relax people's sleeping habits with 72% of nude sleepers reported being in a relationship compared to only half of single people. See, I would think single people would sleep naked more often. Yeah, why not? Uh, more than half of people who sleep nude report that their partner does as well. All right, do you go to the bathroom in your bed? No. <laughs> All right, move on. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. You know what's nice? If, if you go to bed naked and your partner goes to bed naked, there is that off chance that that will lead to morning sex. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. like this, if everybody morning is in the morning or M O U R N I N. Oh, with no, me, no, it's no. always the second. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? I regret everything. All right, so, so so here we go. Hold on. For right. for those who prefer pajamas, their reason uh, range uh, from staying warm to anxiety about being seen to just that's how I was raised. Okay. Nearly 70% of respondents who sleep naked said they do so because they're more comfortable without clothes. About 58% said nude sleeping was relaxing, and 54% said that it improves their sleep. So it's kind of vague, Steve. Yeah. Just like, ah, I just like it that way. Just a percentage. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Uh, you wanted me to go to line two, Case? Yes. All right. Let me get Cheryl on the line. Hi, Cheryl. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you guys? Great. What's up, Cheryl? Well, Married 37 years. My husband's a big man, you know, up 235. All right. At least. That's old. Even in the summer. No, no. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm sorry. Of course. Why did I even think that? <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, even in the summer when it's hot, he's in full pajamas, full heavy white undershirt under the top, and what? boxers. It's almost like a suit. Well, is he just, is he typically more chilly than other people that you find, you know, and, and needs to, no. to be warm? No. I would tell you he's a big, warm man. His okay. hands are warm. He's like an inferno. Okay. I do not understand it. I'm in like a little teeny sleepy and nothing else, you know, a, a, a strappy little nightgown. Ooh, yeah, strap more. nightgown. I want to have sex. <laughs> With the covers kicked off me, he is wrapped up. I don't know what it is. You, you're the antithesis of most couples I know. It's usually the the the, the woman yeah. who is bundled up like crazy, yeah, and um, the the guy who's the opposite. Now, press you oh. you Thank wear you, Cheryl. you like to put on. You have a whole bunch of pajama bottoms, right? Yes. What do you call? I mean, is that is that what they're called? Yeah, I call them pajama bottoms, yeah. or, or you know, yeah, just jammies or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the Jam, second, jams, jammy bottoms. <laughs> the second you get home from work, you put those on. I, I sometimes you not, used to be like I, I used to. Okay. Like I'd walk in the door, I was like the the Goldberg. Yes, <laughs> I drop my drawers, <laughs> but, I, but I would put pajama pants on. Uh, but I don't do that as much anymore. But that is my. I'm not going anywhere for the rest of the day attire. If I find that uh, that I'm done with whatever I need to do and I'm not leaving the house, it happens to be like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, those mm. things are coming on, man. Do you know what I do? I come home and the pair of shorts that I'm wearing, I almost always have an identical pair of shorts, and I will switch into those because I have my home shorts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got you. That I can go do dusty things with, like change cat litter, All not right. my formal right. shorts. <laughs> right, your, your work shorts. <laughs> yeah, my work shorts where I'm trying to put a good image out there. Right. Let me ask the other men in the room your collective opinion on slippers. <laughs> I uh, Just in the in the winter, but not to walk around the house. Uh, they are, if I need to run outside real quick, if I got to take, forgot to take the, uh, the trash out. Or Why not around to, the house? Because uh, I'm... I don't need shoes on while I'm in the house. Do you guys know. go to the bathroom in your slippers? Uh, I don't wear slippers oh, in the I, house. I poop in oh, my slippers. In the yeah, slippers. Yeah. 
I no. I'll tell you this. I, I to me, I will wear I will wear a more uh, worn down pair of sneakers or whatever in the house. Yeah, I, I Nick, because I have uh, bad feet, I like to have slippers that have a um, a support, a, an arch, not, not necessarily just pillows, just so so it's a, a softer. Sort of, yeah, yeah. So I have my Homer Simpson slippers. When home. you take your elevator chair up the stairs to your sit-in <laughs> shower, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you let shower. your first alert medallion hang out of it so that it doesn't short out in the water? Uh, Nick, I take it you're a slippers guy. Well, I like slippers in the house as my indoor shoes. So you, like you're, you're very uh, Asian, though. You're very Japanese. You wash your feet when you come home. I am very Asian. And, and you, you have house slippers, basically, I have house like, slippers, like yeah. moccasins, almost. Moccasins. Or, okay. Yeah, and I uh, LL Bean, and uh, <laughs> when I uh, but, you have a come on I don't know, but I'd love one. I when I uh, I look forward to slipper season, like when because you can't really wear them in the summer because that's uh, insane. Cause yeah. Your feet would uh, sweat too much. But like in the fall through, um, you know, the spring um, when it starts to get warm again, those are the months where it's cold out. I, just, uh, I enjoy the slippers. I just kind of walk around in socks and mm, in the house. That's not enough for me. Okay, I walk yeah, around I in socks. cleats. Walk around in cleats. <laughs> Golf I, shoes. The I old, just like the sound. The old stiff spikes. The old metal spike shoes. Cleats will absolutely uh, ruin your wood floor. I've I noticed. Learned, I learned that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I got it. Yeah, let yeah, me go right. to this. I'm going to go to Bill. Uh, Bill, Hi. you are on the air. Good morning. Duh. No. It's not. <laughs> Duh. Duh. What's up, Bill? All right, so you guys talking about uh, sleeping in nude, sleeping in PJs. Yeah. I, believe it or not, am most comfortable wearing jeans and a T-shirt. To bed? To bed. Huh. How Do you do that every night? Every single night. Is that a fight or flight kind of thing that you're ready, uh, at a, you know, you're, you you want to be ready to... There's a deer in the house. Yeah, a deer yeah. in the house. That's why I keep my shoes on. You keep your shoes on. Yeah, so what 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 do you, is that is that a psychological thing or I, I, care to I guess? Just feel just real comfortable. All right. Well, there uh, thanks Bill. There are some there's something to some people like that um sheathed. Yeah, that that kind of uh I, I forgot um Labia, labia. I'm sorry, I was reaching. Swaddling, swaddling. Yeah. 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 to be yeah. swaddled. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but jeans. Of, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Baby Jesus wore jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, you know, like me and my friends, we like to play sand volleyball on our jeans. But uh, yeah, that's at, at the Top Gun Flight School. Yeah. Let me go to Jeff. Hi, oh. Jeff. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. <laughs> it's, it's okay, all right, buddy. What's up? Hey, uh, a friend of mine used to sleep naked until his house caught on fire. <laughs> yeah. And what happened? Well, he ended up, I mean, he had to get out, so he's standing out in his front yard, butt naked, watching his house fire burn and the fire company coming on his way. Wow. And how yeah. long was he standing out there totally naked until somebody gave him something to cover him up? Well, I guess once the fire department got there, they got him a blanket and got him covered up. No neighbor could provide something until the fire department <laughs> That's a bit of an extreme reason wow. as to why Thanks, you should Jeff. or should not sleep naked. Well, you know. well, what if your house sets on fire right. or perhaps a deer on fire wanders into your house? <laughs> I would happen? maybe grab the blanket I was sleeping with. And no, can't do that. <laughs> maybe. That's for the bed, Casey. <laughs> well, apparently two-thirds of uh, millennials are sleeping totally naked. So the majority of them in this particular survey. Uh, so interesting. So, so what you're saying is easy pickings. Easy pickings, man. All right, we got to take a break. I think I saw Josh Wolf. No kidding. Did I see him? Was yeah, you know. did. All right, cool. All right. We're going to get Josh yep. in. Josh is going to be at Helium Comedy Club. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. 
Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. What better way to get back into the swing of things than with a relaxing massage or rejuvenating facial? With 50 locations right in this area, you're sure to find a relaxing spa experience. Introductory services are just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com to find a location near you. Are you ready for love? Well, if you're in love and you're ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. His Ready for Love collection of engagement rings are ready to go and ship immediately for free, all at the perfect price. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Prince Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, he's at Helium Comedy Club tonight and also tomorrow and Saturday. There are shows at 7.30 and 10, and we love him. We're glad he's back. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Josh Wolf. Yeah. Hey. Nice to see you, man. Always nice to be back here. I love. I wish I, w- I would have brought my guitar if I knew we were we were playing this morning. Yeah. I was watching you on. I follow you on Twitter. Yeah, and I was watching a clip of you playing. I said because Preston now has gone on YouTube and is sort of teaching himself. I'm a drummer. To play. Okay, so yeah. and I've always admired the guitar. And you know, for years I've known a G and a D and a C. You just some basic. That's my entire set. Yeah, yeah. major. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went on. And Casey has this guitar back here that he got us for the studio. And I was like, I have YouTube now. And I went on YouTube and I just typed in three chord guitar songs. Yeah, there's hundreds of them. Yeah. Every single one. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm like, I got this. So I'm just having fun playing around. You know, I a couple years ago I started bringing the guitar on stage, just doing like the last fifteen, ten or fifteen minutes. Like you, I'm, you were reticent to do it. I was. You didn't want to be one of those those guys, like like uh, like a. Uh, um, well, Dimitri Martin is the, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, well, but here's what happens: we're, we're, we we uh, comedy community is a small community. Right. And I want to be known as a comic. Right. right. But, right. And, you know, as soon as you bring that guitar on stage, other comics are like, look at this. <laughs> Does right. it almost put you in, in, like, prop comic yeah, level? Yeah. But so my songs, and I'll say it when I when I bring the guitar out at the end of the set. Yeah. I'll even ask, how many people, when I brought the guitar on stage, were like, look at this D-bag? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, uh, all of us. <laughs> um, but my songs are not, they're not nice and cuddly. Like, right. I, I wonder if I... Ha- could play. Yes, give it to him. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Do you need a pick? Yeah. Um, okay, so there's a song that my I'm going to write two <laughs> words down. Okay. <laughs> and this Here is go. here's the betting process. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you. Right. Does it have the same punchline as the joke you told us off air? Because <laughs> oh, the answer is oh no. God. Well, yeah. here is so the thing. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, a song. Word, no good. Well, it's a song about. So my, my, my daughter wrote a poem, yeah. this entire poem. That's beautiful. When she was six and a half years old. Yeah. She wrote an entire poem about <laughs> her cat. Okay. And um, uh, it's a poem that she read in front of the entire school Yeah. Uh, when she was six and a half years old. The song is entirely about the cat. Yeah. But the chorus is that. Um... Okay, um, but it's entirely about. If you're referring to a cat, I mean, it's entirely about a cat. All right, there okay. we go. In that context, yes. Right All right. Okay. So, we can stop him if we need to. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. make sure uh, boss the is on guitar's vacation. in tune. This yeah. Is, okay. It's in tune. So this yeah, entire I, song. If I wave you off. Yep. 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 Then you're good to go. Yep. 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 Yep
So this entire song is, is, about, is, is about a my, cat. It's about a cat. Yeah. My daughter, when she was six and a half years old, we bought her a cat. She said, I'd like to write a poem about it. I said, sounds good. She sung this. Uh, she wrote the, uh, uh, the poem. Read this she poem read it in front of, in front of the group. entire talent show right. when she was six and a half, and I just put it to music. Okay. These are the exact words. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Right. Oh, that's a beautiful guitar. Huh? Martin guitar. Ooh, I love her, my pussy. I like to hug her, my pussy. Yeah, my pussy likes to run around. My pussy, she makes the cutest sounds of my pussy. <laughs> she can be scary, my pussy. She's really hairy, my pussy. Yeah, my pussy sleeps right on my chest. My pussy, she likes my brother best of my pussy. She's as happy as can be. And she's part of the family. And she likes to sleep all over the place. Oh boy. <laughs> wait, wait for this. Ooh, my pussy should lick your face. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, my pussy should lick your face. Yeah. Now, listen. So she opens with, Ooh, I love her, my pussy. And I turn to my wife. I'm like, We got to go. <laughs> And she said, "She said why?" And I go, "She the chorus yeah, yeah, yeah. is my right. Yeah. She's gonna say it a couple more times." Yeah. And she said, "Yeah, but if we leave, she's gonna be humiliated." I go, "Yeah, but why do we all have to be humiliated?" <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? She's already going down on the ship. Yeah. I got to be on the ship with her. Like what? Yeah. So why are you obliged yeah, to go along? Yeah. So. We're waiting. We've waited, and, and so we're standing outside of the auditorium. And if you have kids, you know we live in a generation with some judgy parents. Yeah. And they were all streaming past us, just shaking their head. Like, uh-uh. But you know what? That has the innocence of. I, I, listen, I have nine pussies at home. I nine yeah. cats. So, uh, and, and all of that rings true. Yes. Uh, so it's in yes. in its way. It totally works. It's, it's it, a very sweet, it, innocent it was very song. Very sweet, or innocent. Beyond or, profane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's really hard yeah. to judge which one it is. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, is you asked that question, right? So a woman came up to me after this show, and she, after the, she was super, <laughs> super mad. She goes, "You really ought to proofread your daughter's poetry." And look, hindsight being what it is. Uh, she hey, she's right. She said you really had to proofread your daughter's poetry before she reads it in front of the school. And she walked off super mad. And then her husband walks up to me and high fives me, and he goes, "Your house sounds fun." And, goes, <laughs> like and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? It is pretty fun over there." Hey, you know what though? You you probably were you? How were your parents with you and growing? Because we we talked about this, uh, you know, a little while ago when Burt Reynolds died. My father, when the movie Deliverance came out, it was. Oh my God! You know, there's a rape and there's yeah, a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my my father goes, "Let's go see Deliverance." And with the we, I was like second grade or whatever at the time. Went and saw it. We were like the the black sheep family of the neighborhood, but but we, it was fun. It was yeah. you know. Did, did you have a did you have a 
anything goes sort of childhood or were you strict i think when we were growing up like that r rating was just a suggestion really do you know what i mean my if my parents wanted to see the movie i was going going to that movie likewise you know i took my son i remember i took my son to see tropic thunder (laughs) when he was young and i and he had invited all of his friends and all of his parents said no all the parents said no yeah so we were there and and when we walked out I was like, I'm so glad I took him to that movie because it was funny. Yes. It was so funny. <laughs> and he's got a better sense of humor than his friends because they're all, you know, they were looking at, they were watching Grown Ups, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an education. Yeah, which one? The, oh, Tropic Thunder. A hundred percent. Especially a good comedy. education. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking off air, Josh, and speaking of parents, but uh, this video, um, uh, Doug Benson tweeted it out last night, and it's about your comedy special, and it's you on the phone with your dad right before you go out. Yeah. And it's a really terrible tender, sweet moment that you share with your father, and you put it, I guess, on the special, or is it part of the promo for the special? It's both. It's it's, it's part of the promo, but it's a lead-in. It's me calling my dad and asking him, do, we, do you have any advice? And he basically says, be yourself, because yeah. that's what you've been successful doing, and in the, in the special will rise or fall on how honest you are. Is this Father of the Year? Yeah, it's called yeah. Father of the Year. Right. And I was blown away, but I decided to really use that as the promo. That's awesome. Because... I wanted, to, you know, it, that's what it is. That's what comedy is to me. Like when you're honest and you're yourself, that's the best kind. Did you da- say so? Your dad's always been supportive of your uh, <laughs> of your comedy, or sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, right. you know what? They have been. And the first, wait, when did he? When so? Fifteen I, years old. He drove me to my first show. Wow, dude, that's awesome. But you know, so he wasn't too. He was happy on the way there, not so happy on the ride home. <laughs> because when I was fifteen, when I showed up, I said, I, when I signed up, I said, "What should I talk about?" And they said, "Talk about what you know." And the only thing I knew was that my parents farted a lot. <laughs> so I did seven minutes of my parents, you know, because they were fart walkers. You know, yeah. those people that well, with with impunity, they yeah, don't really yeah. care. Yeah. But I told, I closed my closer was this story about how we were driving on the Mass Pike where I grew up. Yeah. And we were pulling over. We were in the station wagon, you know, where the seat's facing backwards with the window in the back because yep. I'd rather smell the exhaust than what was coming out of my mom's <laughs> butt at that day. She must have been a heavy protein day. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> right, yeah. But she was killing the car. And my dad pulled over on the freeway. And he goes, you got to step out. And she goes, step out. He goes, yeah, you're really wrecking the car. <laughs> And she said, what do you expect me to do? He goes, I don't know. Walk it off, but you can't be in here. <laughs> so she walked up and down the freeway to shake it out of her pants or oh something. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was hilarious. That's, that's, that's what I closed with. Wow. And so the car ride home was silent. So he saw that, <laughs> that, that if this was going to be a career, a lot, oh. of the, a lot of this stuff is going to be said on stage. Well, yeah. And that's basically, you know, yeah. they followed my career. And this whole special, if you like storytellers, right. that's what this special is. This, story, this special starts with one story and ends with the same story. And I, I'm i so excited for it to be out in Father of the Year. It's all Where weird. do we go for it? On my website, ComedianJoshWolf.com. I shot and produced it myself. I put it up myself. I wanted to be control of the content and everything that happens. So that's great. Go to my website, and, and it's there, ComedianJoshWolf.com. How cool. Th- that's an option now. How cool. That Amazing. Pe- that people, I mean, you know. You, how, you've been in this business forever. Yeah. You know. Uh, thank you. Fighting people. <laughs> Yeah, tooth and nail to get something on. But you you can take ownership. We were talking, we're not going to mention a, a, a network that you were dealing with that, that wanted restrictions on, on some of the material. Yeah. And you're like, no. Yeah, and, you, and you could just bypass it. It's so cool that you can really just, look, you can go on YouTube and now be a guitar player. Yeah. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You can really do anything. Yep. So for me, it's so cool to have control, to let the artist have control of what is coming out. It's bizarrely liberating because I, I, am, I suck at home repair, and my, my brothers-in-law are all contractors. And so, you know, I went online on a, on a YouTube thing to figure out how to drive hooks into concrete. Yeah. And there is a YouTube video for it. There's a YouTube video for it that has the equipment that you're using, that has the kind of wall. Somebody somewhere has done some YouTube that speaks specifically yeah. to what you're doing. Yeah. And I did it. What's cool about it, though, is, is if you are looking for an artistic outlet, you yeah. can, even if nobody's going to see it in the past, you would just do it in your room yeah, or yeah. in the basement or whatever, and nobody will ever see it, and you're the only one. Well, now yeah. at least you can put a video out, and a handful of people will at least see it, so you can go for it. Yeah, know? and the stuff online, like, well, by the way, I don't fix things well. <laughs> like, I am as Jewish yeah, as they get. Like, yeah. I don't know. when, they, when it, it, yeah. The videos that I look at, like, how to fix things, right at the beginning, there should be a disclaimer. Like, if you're a Jew, just call somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? This if you're gonna, a Jew, you're gonna just hurt call your, somebody. You're going to hurt your yeah. fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am not, like, my kids no. know, too. So one year, we we were, we used to all sit around and talk about our New Year's resolutions, right? Yeah. So this was so embarrassing. <laughs> my kids, they were kids. Yeah. And I go, this year, I'm going to fix things. And there was a pause, and they all went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I go, what's so funny? They're like, don't I fix know. anything on ours, please. You're the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I, does anybody, are you? I'm, I bought a miter, so Casey's good at it. Yeah. You're a fixer? Like, uh, no, but, but you try. You try. You give it so Compared to the, the rest yeah. of the room? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm Bob Mila. Bob Mila. Yeah. I'm Bob Mila. <laughs> But uh, but I have put so many things on backwards, you know. Oh, and it's the worst because like an IKEA piece of furniture or whatever. Well, how are you supposed to put together an Umaflar? You know? Those are <laughs> yeah. tough to put together, you know. But what I mean? when you have it all together, and then you realize that some pieces backwards, you're like, God damn it, I got to get it all apart. We did a, I do so I do a show on Tuesday nights uh, on my Facebook Live called Controlled Chaos, and the best way I can describe it is a talk show, but it's like if if at midnight met. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Okay, it's right, bizarre. Like yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I do it live. I, we hire weird people to come on. My producers know I like surprises, so they hire weird people to come on that I don't know are coming on. What right. is this? Where is this? It's on my Facebook, Facebook Live fan okay. page. Yeah. It's on uh, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Josh Wolf Comedy. They hired a, a dude who said he was half dinosaur, half man, and he came on the show and ate salad out of my hand with his mouth. It was really weird. It was so much yeah. fun, though. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff that you can really do just uh, uh, that, by yourself. That gives you a lot of, a lot of creative control. The, the funny thing is, now, do you still do the podcast with uh, Freddie Prince? Freddie Prince, yeah. Yeah, we still do that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I mean, so, but I mean, do, do you, as you start to go off and do all the, you have these separate things going... The main focus is and always will be is your stand up, right? Yes. Yeah. So how how do you how do you parse out what material goes where? I think Nick was raising this question. We had someone else in here about how do you you know how do you keep your um how do you stop from from letting too much out? You know, it's interesting. I will say that the I so I've I've started the, actually this is the hat. I do something every Monday night. You really have to do something all the time. It's yeah. about. It's it's quantity, 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 quantity. And I do something called a high live on my Facebook fan page where I look into the camera, I start 100% sober, and I go an hour, and I smoke nonstop. And you watch somebody go from sober to, oh, this dude shouldn't be in front of other people in an hour. It's like a weird science experiment. But that particular show that I do has helped my stand-up so much. Really? 
Because you, you guys really enjoy each other, clearly. It has helped my stand-up so much because what it does is, okay, podcasts and all these things really have let us settle into long-form story and has, have let us realize, oh, we don't have to do eight jokes a minute to keep yeah. people interested. And it, it lets you be okay with the silence. So when I do shows like that that are long-form, I'll find jokes there. Yeah. I'm not wasting any material on any of the other platforms that I do. When I when I find a joke, I never do it on any of the other platforms. That's just my stand-up. But, so you remain conscious of where stuff is going. I, okay. A hundred percent. I think right. I have to because, I, I, you know, there. I'm sure we all listen to a lot of comedy specials. Yeah. But some specials you can be like, I heard that story four times on yeah. his podcast. Mm-hmm. I heard yes. it because he was doing it on his podcast. Yeah, right. right. I don't work things out on my podcast. I work them out on stage where that's where I do that. And my podcasts are for other stuff. Do you have a preference? Is there one that uh, gives you more pleasure than another? Uh, my right hand. Uh, <laughs> and my right hand, left thumb. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just my equation. Like right, right, thumb. No, right hand, left thumb. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I hitchhike with. So there's a lot of bend to it. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I got, I got a few you're flexible. It's flexible, yeah, yeah but they're right. Some time to kill this yeah. afternoon. <laughs> You think that when they thought of that movie title, A Time to Kill, that's what they were thinking? Right hand, left thumb? (laughs) Right hand, left thumb is going to be my next t-shirt, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) It's just going to be this. People are going to be thinking, that's the the number six? No, right hand, hand, left thumb. Um, Uh, uh, No, go ahead. I I was going to say, nobody's going to touch my left hand for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) You you were observing, I was watching you talk about your, uh, you, you have two sons? I have two sons and a daughter, yeah. Right, and, and, and you were making an observation about teenage boys that yeah. I thought was interesting, about your sons in particular. They're super dumb. <laughs> teenage boys are like, first of all, yeah. here's the truth. Like, I never met any of you guys yeah, yeah. when you were teenagers, and right. I don't know anybody's teenage sons, but I know for sure that they all laugh like this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> the teenage boys are the dumbest people on two feet. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anybody who laughs like that, you can't take that person. Oh, how do you take that person seriously? Oh, they're so stupid. And so it's they're just in general dumb people. And 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 they think they think they're smart, but they don't understand. Like testosterone makes you dumb. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it legitimately stupid. It clouds your ability to reason. Big time. So testosterone makes you do. So there are three words I've never uttered together yeah. after a lot of testosterone left my body. But when there was a lot of testosterone in my body, I found myself on Friday and Saturday nights saying stuff like, hey, hold my beer. Because after hold my beer, <laughs> nothing sure. good happens. Yep. That's, yeah. like, that's like the physical equivalent of saying, I'm not racist, but something <laughs> right. terrible is coming up. Right. So when you say hold my beer, yep. somebody's about to do something really dumb. <laughs> and it's generally a white dude between the ages of 16 and 25. They're providing so much... It, it, Entertainment for me right now. You're right. Unb- Have there, you seen the video? Th- there's oh, a Twitter. Yeah. There's hold a Twitter beer, page. Sure. Hold my beer, which mm-hmm. is uh, is just one video after another. And you're right. The main the main protagonists are in that age range. They're the best. Yeah, yeah. the most entertaining. Because oh, when you're that stupid, <laughs> you, oh, you're gonna do anything. <laughs> like there was one. There there was one where this dude was like, I think I could take a BB gun in the stomach. 
Yeah. Because my, my stomach muscles are strong enough. Nope. <laughs> oh. Yeah. The only one person thinks, oh, only one person thinks they can do that. That's, That's when hilarious. you see somebody, like, stick a bottle rocket. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. July 5th. Oh. Oh. Dude, he's going to do it. July 5th is my favorite day to go on YouTube because I know there's going to be, you know, oh, July 5th. It's just I know I'm going to see a bottle rocket in a butthole. Someone's going to lose a thumb. You know what I mean? Like, what is happening? Do yeah. you, do you? Do, do your uh, do your boys ever uh, do they ever say Dan uh, you know can you cut us some slack or they they just don't they don't care can they cut can I cut them slack you know, like about talking about, about how they're being so dumb and everything like that or they you know my son asked me once he goes man do you have to tell that story I said do you like those new shoes <laughs> and he said yeah I'm like well those stories buy those shoes so yeah, anytime yeah, yeah. you want to go shoeless I'll stop telling stories about you <laughs> they get it yeah down. you yeah. like to eat you like to live inside okay <laughs> anytime you want to forage and live outside I'll stop telling the jokes. <laughs> But as long as you don't want to eat berries and twigs, I'm going to tell that story about how stupid you are. How's your foraging game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not good at digging roots? Cool. Well, here's a story about you being dumb. How old are they? Uh, they're older now, man. You know, I've got, um, I've actually got some grandkids. Wow. Excuse me? So, here, you want to hear something crazy? So yeah. My, yeah. So, my son, he goes, you get to pick your grandpa name. And I was like, cool. Now, I was like, there's 0% chance that anyone's ever called me grandpa. Yeah. Zero? Yeah. Because I, as soon as I think as soon as that happens, I don't know if I'll ever get an erection ever again. <laughs> it's just you know, I just feel like in the, mentally it'll be in the back of my head that somebody called my grandpa. grandpa. I'm not sure how hot that is. Yeah. So you know, and I definitely didn't want to hear anyone calling my wife grandma. I'm like, I I'm not sure I can have sex with grandma. That's <laughs> <laughs> not good for me. Uh-huh. So, so because my theory is like, when people get older, like 80 year olds, I think they still want to have sex. But I don't think their bodies are working. But you know what? They're still working. Their eyes. Yeah. So are they two. I think two eighty-year-olds stand naked in front of each other. Like, you know, I'm gonna pass on that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and not do that because that does not look good for me. So, uh, for me, what was I talking about? Yeah, picking, you're you're choosing your grandpa your name. Okay. So, I say to him, "Okay, I'm gonna choose my name." He goes, yeah. "Cool." He said, "Tell Beth, my wife, choose her name." So she, we call back a couple days later. My wife chooses BB. 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 Beth Beebe. Oh, because the kids might, sometimes they can't pronounce. Sure. So my son said, what do you pick? And so my number one, I I went with three choices because I I wanted to make sure I was going to get one. But my my number one choice was LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) And so because I thought, let me ask you something. How how great is it if someone goes, we're going to Beebe and LeBron's house? (laughs) That sounds like a 70s sitcom. I want to go to that house. I do too. That that show has a great theme song, (laughs) too. You know it has a great theme song. BB and LeBron. BB and LeBron is like, I want to spend Saturday at BB and LeBron. Here's, bah, here's, bah, 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 like, that's a good time. Here's your music. Yeah. yeah. So then he go, he said, no, you can't do that. I said, why not? And he said, this was so funny. He goes, what do you mean, why not? He said, does everything have to be a joke for you? And I go, yeah, are you new? Like that? <laughs> Haven't you paid attention to how I do this? Yeah, yeah everything's a joke. And he goes, now you got to pick something else. So I knew LeBron might not. Fly. Yeah, yeah, I thought maybe there was a chance. So I said, what about JoJo? Because JoJo to me, it starts with a J, and yeah. he goes, okay. Be- and JoJo is not that much better than LeBron. It still sounds like an old jazz player. Yeah. But BB and JoJo, so BB and LeBron to me sounds like a 70s right. sitcom. BB and JoJo sound like, like, a, like a 90s sitcom. <laughs> yeah. That's BB. There you go. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> but so we're BB and JoJo. Right. Uh, and uh, so you're going so, with BB and JoJo. What was BB the other one? The third one? Yeah. Honestly? Yeah. Uh, Mickey. 
Mickey? Yeah. The hell is that? I just thought Mickey sounded tough. <laughs> I wasn't sure if, like, <laughs> like he's Rock. mean green. Yeah, Burgess, yeah. yeah. Burgess Burgess they got older, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to be, I would do cut me, Mick. I wanted the. I was working out everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. my uh, my nieces and nephews call me Uncle Awesome. And it's because that's what I told them to call me. Yeah, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uncle Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so how how old are the how old are the grandkids? Uh, my oldest grandson is six years old. Man. Dear, you wow. man, you oh, wow. yourself You're look young. For Forty eight, by the way. Yeah, like, I, I know that. I would I'd peg you for don't late peg 30. me. That is gross. <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah. <laughs> how about? Yeah. That's a great offer yeah. to get at eight in the morning. Oh, I yeah. peg you. We'll peg you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll dock you. I dock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That, when people say I'm going to dock your pay, you're like that means something nope. different now. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't do that. <laughs> Like when you talk about the director of photography on a film. Yeah, the, the DP. 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 Yeah, when people go, I'm going to the ATM. I want to see it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you do that here at the house. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the DP gets me every time. I every love time. to go yeah. off on, not to go off on a tangent, but when you see that subcategory on various aggregator sites yeah. that deal with pornography, yeah. Yeah. it cracks me up. Me too. Yeah, it's like, a what? The, it's like yeah. people talk about acting styles, you know, so so I, I met that or I... What's what's your specialty? Well, I'm 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 ATM. Yeah, I, 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 I DP with a BBC. <laughs> and by the way, Josh a BBW, yeah, Josh BBW with a BBC. Yeah. Around town, you will see people with bumper stickers uh, that it's the um, the abbreviation for Delaware Valley Dance Academy. Yeah, DBDA. Oh, dude, Delaware Valley. DBDA. DBDA. That's unfortunate. <laughs> do you, by the way, that's you, the unicorn of, of the yeah, world. Yeah, that it really is. Yeah. You really got to dig yeah. deep for that. <laughs> you, I will tell you, there was the uh, worst named thing that I've ever seen. Where I grew up, where I grew up, where I when I moved to L.A. on uh, Sunset Boulevard, there was a baby's clothing and furniture <laughs> store called Sids. Oh, oh my God! Stop it. I with a Y. I think you're that's right. Y-D-S. I don't. I okay. know. Yes, yeah, Sids. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Sids. Yes. And I would walk by oh, there, really? and I was like, hey, man, hey, Sid, maybe you should have used your wife's name. You know what I mean? Maybe Sid. <laughs> Except his wife's name was Crib Deck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Um, wow, man. Do you, just quickly, because yeah. I know we have, we have... No, we, we really do have okay, to Okay, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got commercials wow. and everything else. Um, but listen, Josh Wolf, who we love to death, is going to be at Helium, and he's here for a few days, so you got a chance to go see him. He's going to be uh, performing at... Uh, where are my times here? It's right up there. Tonight at 8 o'clock. 7.30 and 10, it says here. That's on Friday. That's Friday tonight and Saturday. Is Thursday. Okay, I'm sorry. 8 o'clock tonight and then 7.30 and 10 on uh, Friday and Saturday. And tickets are only 20 bucks. So Yeah. Uh, at, at a great and, club. And tickets benefit Philly Fights Cancer, too. Oh. Is, yeah. So it's, all, it's good. It's love all the way around. So uh, listen, Josh, it's great to see you, man. Guys, thank you for having me. I always love coming on the show. I forgot. I just made these hats up. I, I brought some, but I, I just got off the plane. I'm going to mail them to you. Please. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. I love it, man. Yeah. Excellent. It's Josh. Uh, Josh Wolf's High Live. High Live. I love it. Yeah. Excellent. Josh Wolf, everybody. Yay! Thanks, guys. Get ready for Get ready for MMR's Birthday Bucks Part 2. Proving you can have your cake and eat it, too. It's your shot to win $1,000 cash. 
five times a day. Starting Monday, each weekday, tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. when we announce that hour's winning keyword. Enter it via the newly revamped MMR app on your fancy thinking phone or at WMMR.com. You've got until 15 minutes after the hour to get in. One random entry will be picked to win a thousand bucks. MMR's Birthday Bucks, Part Two, five times every weekday at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. Sponsored by Sprouts Farmers Market, opening September 19th at Broadham, Washington. Complete contest rules available at WMMR.com. Our next guest is, he's playing the big room tonight, man. Very excited for him. Absolutely. He is, uh, he's just been, you know, his stars is rising and rising and rising. <laughs> killing and, it. And a bunch of movie stuff coming out and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so tonight, you will want to see him at the Wells Fargo Center. Ladies and gentlemen, Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, yeah. He's with us. Hey, man. How are you guys doing? We're awesome, brother. How are you? Good, getting ready. I'm in New York, coming down uh, tonight for the down or up. I don't know where where you guys are. <laughs> we're, we're down from New York. Down. Are are you in like a cab or something? <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a cab. Wells <laughs> <Bell> Center. <laughs> it sounds it sounds very uh, very muffled, but uh, that's okay. It's all cool. You, you that's the height of coolness when you're just going to come down and play a major arena, a big show. I mean, but we talk, I think we talked about this the last time when the show was announced. The state of the art, the acoustics, the way they can take... You're, you're a big performer to begin with, so you can fill up that room. But the way they can cover shows now, you can take a room that size and, and make it sort of an intimate experience. Oh yeah, I'm bringing in some production. I mean, when you when you when you do a room like that, you got to bring in lights, you got to bring in multimedia, uh, you got to bring in smoke. <laughs> you're bringing you're smoke. bringing smoke. Yeah. Wow. Guys, guys, I, actually, I like to call it ambient haze. Ambient, <laughs> ambient haze. haze. I like that better. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, listen, I I had mentioned uh, real quick at the top here, Sebastian, all this movie stuff. Uh, that you've got coming up, uh, and with some heavy hitters, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about these movies. I know that Green Book is is coming out, and there's a lot of great people in that. Okay, here's the deal. I know you said, yeah, stars rising, that, 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 and I'm listening to that, right? Yeah. And you don't know really where you are in, like, the celebrity sphere until you go to, like, a movie premiere. I went to the premiere of this movie that I'm in, the Green Book, in Toronto, right? Yeah. Now, everybody's walking the red carpet. Uh, Viggo Mortensen's in this thing, Mahershala Ali, uh, you know, th- these are big, big actors. So they're they're talking to uh, E Entertainment uh, access on this and that the cameras lights and I'm waiting to go down. They walk me past all that and they take <laughs> me to the end and I'm talking to a guy who's got a selfie stick on his iPhone. <laughs> he's not only he's not only the cameraman he's the host guy and he's from Holland and he's got some website called like comedy.org so uh, you don't know you know it's like a slap in the face almost you're like all right I'm 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 uh, on the hierarchy of movie stars yeah. I'm at the bottom yeah, yeah but you, still you were feeling pretty good about yeah. yourself up until that moment yeah I'm like this is it this is red carpet and I'm at the end of the line so uh, but it's but it's a great movie I saw it with a uh, with an audience 
for the first time, and they really, really act hey. well. But it's a drama, but it's got some great comedy in it. Viggo Mortensen couldn't play the Wells Fargo Center, so that yeah, might make you, you feel better, man. Just, <laughs> yeah, remind him of that. Yeah. Next time I see him, I'll tell him. Yeah. So the Martin Scorsese film, the Netflix film, a lot has been made about this. What was that like? I mean, you you you're, you're with Pacino and De Niro. I don't know how big your role is or how much you got to interact with them, but still, that's a mofo. Yeah, no. So my scene the first day was with De Niro and Pesci, and uh, so I'm on set, and I just didn't want to like get sent home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> go home. <laughs> go home. <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy like when they when they yelled cut like I was going to talk to De Niro about his restaurant, you know. So I just shut my mouth, did what I was told, and working with those guys. And listen, I'm not uh, an experienced actor by no means, but being thrown into a scene with those two, I was just there to uh, to learn and, and be a sponge. But they uh, they really were, you know, they, they elevate your performance. These guys and. Uh, you know, when when you're when you're acting with them, especially kind of your first time around, it's uh, I was uh, I almost fainted. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how you could handle the stress, but it, it it it's a testament to you, and you you've been developing a skill set that allows you to to kind of you know think on your feet, you know, by with the stand up. But I mean, Scorsese, from what we've heard from countless people that have worked with him, is that he's an actor's director and that he couldn't be nicer. Was that your experience? Oh, yeah. I felt like uh, this guy, you know, he, he definitely has a vision of what he wants and the way he conveys it to the actors. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a little grandfather coming out and telling how he wants things done, but it's so sweet. It's like you just bow and you're like, yes, sir, no problem. I mean, the guy really, really uh, has an unbelievable way of, of, of communicating what he wants, but in a way where it's... It's not, you don't feel at all like you did anything wrong, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a great scene in Taxi Driver, actually, and it's Scorsese himself, where he's sitting in the back talking about how he's going to blow away his his uh, his girlfriend who's cheating on him, and he's describing, you know, that he's going to use a, uh, like a 44 Magnum or whatever, And it, but it's this, you know, we're used to Scorsese as this, as you said, like a kindly old grandfather type, and he's, he's saying some disgusting stuff in the scene, but he's... He, he clearly appreciates what actors can do. Yeah, and uh, hopefully I did a good enough job where, you know, he's the type of guy where he'll use another, uh, an actor in another film. Yeah. That kind of remembers that. And he likes comedians. So, uh, of course, that, that, that was my what my parents were saying, you know. He could use you again, so <laughs> too good. <laughs> well, they know, you know. They've been in the business, so. <laughs> Yeah, my, my dad's a hairstylist. He knows a lot about the entertainment. <laughs> By the way, I'm looking at a picture of you right now on my monitor here, uh, Sebastian, in high school. Did your dad do your hair when you had that mullet back in those days? Yeah, you know what? My dad, was he, he likes to, to, to call himself a stylist, not a barber. <laughs> yeah. Barber. Uh, so, yeah, he if you're looking at that mullet shot, which I think it's the one on my Instagram or Facebook, it, it's, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> Uh, you you would think you know I wouldn't have a father who's a hairstyle. I mean, this is the style I was given from a professional. Hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, so so it, what you're saying is times were tough growing up. Oh yeah, I I got in a lot of fights. <laughs> uh, you're, I you're, was fully... Do your parents come out to to see you at, at some of these the, these really big shows like this? 
Um, they won't be in Philadelphia, but yes, they do come out to uh, to the shows. My mom, in particular, loves like the Hollywood and, and the yeah. whole of uh, glitz and glamour of it. And my wife, of course, you know, I mean, you would think she's in the movies. Uh, <laughs> the amount of hair and makeup that are, that are coming to the room, I'm like, are you in the movie? Or, or... <laughs> so uh, I love yeah. that though. You, you remember years ago, Stallone used to have his mom, Jackie Stallone. She 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 like became, she became a, a, like a, a celebrity, quasi celebrity herself, just from sort of sucker fishing off his success. So in a way, though, they're they're always like characters. Is your mom a bit of a character? She's a little uh, shy, but she kind of loves getting dressed up and being in the mix and. You know, having a glass of wine backstage, she just feels like she's, uh, you know, part of the the whole uh, you know, the production. Ah. But, uh, my, my dad's the personality. My dad's the guy who's got a larger than life personality. Everybody loves Saul. Saul, his name's Saul, and uh, he really, really gets into it. So he uh, he. He's having a ball. He's in Italy right now, but uh, huh? he would be at one of these shows if it wasn't for the fact. And is that where you, where you picked up some of your, uh, you know, your style from Dad? Well, yeah, Dad. Dad is, uh, you know, if, if Dad keeps talking, <laughs> I will keep uh, making a living. <laughs> this guy's mouth is, is like gold. That's oh, wow. great. Well, Sebastian, I saw you and your entire family on uh, CBS Sunday Morning about a month or so ago, and they spent a lot of time. I, was that in your house or in your parents' house? That was in my house, and and really, you were just talking about it was word for word stuff that your your fa- father mostly has said over the years, and you just take it because it's so damn funny and and use it in your act. Yeah, you know, he says things that are a little kind of like I was telling him about some spoiled kids that I met, right? And he's like, "Once a tree grows crooked, you can't straighten it out." You know, like <laughs> referring to the kids. Yeah. Meaning, like, once the kid goes, you know, bad, you can't straighten that out. Like, he's got this way of, of, of putting things, like, uh, kind of an, an old world uh, description. And yeah. I take it and run with it because it's, uh, he's, he's, out, he's out there. Well, you know, that, that, stuff, that stuff stands the test of time, that stuff. Yeah. It's been vetted over generation over generation and that's why this why it still holds true i love also your 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 you know we talked about this before the the act of staying hungry of being of always you know uh, you know working it and 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 staying true to the craft and you think you got a lot of that those values and that work ethic from your dad yeah, my dad, he's still working. He's 73, and he's still working behind the chair. So this uh, this work ethic definitely came from my father. He instilled it in me when I was a young kid. I mean, he used to come home and, you know, to tell me, what'd you do to, what'd you do to earn today? Earn? I mean, it's just like, it, it didn't even ask about school. It's like, are you making money? So, uh, <laughs> That's it, though. That's that. You know, that's that's he. You know, he's right. You know, in a in a way, if you know, you. I remember you, the second I was a- able to to get a job. You know, and then even before that, my dad was like, you know, same thing. Hey, you know, look, look you know, check the check the lawn ads. Yeah, ask around who's got work. It was part of the deal. And now you just use his old jokes and you, you can earn. No problem. <laughs> Uh, well, listen, just a heads up to uh, to people that um, the, the book is called Stay Hungry, as you mentioned, Steve. The tour is called Stay Hungry. It is in town tonight. 
at the Wells Fargo Center. And if you want to look, see if you can get some tickets, uh, you can do that through SebastianLive.com. And uh, it's going to be a great show. And Sebastian is, if you've never seen his comedy before, great. It is, it's, it can handle a stage like that. Yeah. And he's just, you're just big in the way you present. So I think you're going to have a great show tonight, Sebastian. Enjoy it, my man. Thank you for having me on again. I really do appreciate you uh, supporting me throughout the years. Anytime, man. Sebastian Maniscalco, yeah! everybody. Yay! Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, that show is tonight. I think he's on a helicopter. I think it sounded <laughs> like he's he on a helicopter. helicopter. You know what? He might. I think he had, uh, it sounded like he had one of those mics, uh, uh, headset and mic, and I think he was listening to it through that. But I didn't want him to. Dude, that's cool. I didn't want him to say. You Let's know, just pretend it is, even if it I, isn't. Because I, I could hear like a. Yeah. In the background, I think he was Mr. flying. Maniscalco, we're almost there. Yeah, I, think, I think he's flying down from yeah. uh, from New York in a helicopter. Anyway, he's hilarious. Uh, so it's cool we got a moment to have him on. Um, we need to take a break. I know we haven't done the Bizarre File yet, so I think we're going to do that when we get back, okay, as yep. well as music news and trash and all that stuff. So we shall return with that. And I'm sure that I have something I can give away. Case, pull something from the magic stack of stuff that we have. Oh, the magic oh, stack. I give it away. I oh. have... For caller number 12, a case of Yards Brawler, 16-ounce powder cans. you got to be at least 21. 215-263-WMMR. Don't let the deep, dark shade of Yards Brawler beer intimidate you. It's a perfect choice to go a few rounds. You can pick up a case of Brawler at Matthew's Beverages at 7631 Ridge Avenue. Caller number 12. You get it. What's new? Glad you asked. Ghost. Bad Wolves. The Struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. We skipped the bizarre file. A few minutes ago, man. We're so overly jammed with entertainment. And great content that it's almost hard to handle. It's like a runaway train. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> uh, I try. It, I'm not buying it. I don't even know where Casey went. He, we were, he ran out crying. He can't handle it. He, he can't handle, he, this, he can't much handle this much entertainment <laughs> and professionalism. Uh, well, you know what? And part of the reason we're going to get back into it as well is we were going to add it. We added a last second guest to the list this morning. Yeah, we thought this was cool. Um, you know that uh, Hurricane Florence is bearing down on the Carolina coast, and uh, it, even though it's being downgraded in its intensity, yes, uh, it has. It's still going to be very formidable because it's moving slower, and that means more rain. So they're the saying like forty inches of rain. Right, yeah, the wind speed has dropped down. However, it's it's to one hundred and ten miles an hour. Yeah, and still a tidal surge and things like that. Huge, are probably yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So. Uh, when we heard of this, we thought this was pretty cool, and uh, and he's a new friend of ours, so we figured we'd pop on and get it right from the horse's mouth. We had him here in our studio a little while back. He is the owner of Ocean Resort Casino, and if you're not familiar with it yet, uh, it used to be uh, Revel Casino. Yeah. It's, been, it's under new management ownership and a whole new experience, and we had Bruce in not that long ago to tell us about it, but wait do you hear about what they're doing. So first of all, uh, we want to welcome Bruce Dyfick back yeah. to the, uh, the program. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, hey. my WMMR family. How are you? <laughs> oh, look, we're family, we're family now. now. Yeah. Are we in the will yet? Or 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. Right behind my wife and kids, so good luck with oh, that. Oh, wow. We jumped, we jumped right up past the family. Maybe there'll be like okay. a, yeah. you know, an ultimate fighting thing that happens. No, listen, you got it. That's right. Bruce, you're doing something really cool uh, for people who are fleeing the area because there's, you know, for the most part, mandatory evacuations. People to get out of that area, and they're just kind of scattering. And, of course, the, the hurricane, the, the weather is making a turn down south, so maybe people are going to head up north this way. But you guys are offering something at uh, Ocean Resort Casino, correct? Well, we, 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 yesterday I, uh, I, I announced um, that anybody that we could accommodate uh, that is in the area, the cone, uh, that is being impacted by Hurricane Florence. And as you all said, yes, it's now a Category 2, uh, but the storm is getting bigger mm-hmm. and, and it's moving very slowly. So when you're talking 9 to 13 feet of storm surge, it's going to impact a lot of land, a lot of areas. We already have roughly 250 people. Uh, some people have already moved into the hotel, and uh, we expect others today. Uh, it's already 250 rooms. And uh, I just want to be very clear, though. This really has nothing to do with us. It has to do with, with uh, what you all do, giving back. Uh, it, this is just giving back right. and helping out people that are in need. And that's what this is about. I do not want the focus to be on us. Right. I want the focus to be on the people that are in need because this is a, a catastrophic event for them where they live and, and where they have businesses and things like that. And it just so happens that we can help uh, in some small way, and we're always going to do that. Uh, so my, you know, my family at Ocean is, is prepared to receive these folks, help them in any way that they need assistance. And uh, however many rooms that we have uh, that we can accommodate, we're absolutely going to do that. And this is free. Free. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You know what, though, Bruce, I think it, that came across. I was watching the news report this morning about this, and, and I think it came across that way. I just had a conversation with my brother last night, and he said, where do all these people go? Yeah. Do, you know, are people offering up places? And then sure enough, I turned the news on this morning, and there you are talking about it. Well, I mean, it brings a tear to my eyes because, you know, I wake up every day and I try. And look, we've talked before, all of us as a group, and I truly enjoyed our, our, our moments together. You know, weeks back, uh, but I try to wake up and 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 make sure that my family's proud of what we do. My mom and dad in heaven are proud of what we do, and I was raised a certain way. And my mom and dad didn't have much, but they gave back every day, all the time. Right. And 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 uh, that's just the way it was, and that's the way it's going to be. Well, the, everybody. The- what, sir? The, the gesture is is definitely is 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 an honest one. It's born of the of the of the purest reasons, and it just so happens that as as I've been watching and reading the different accounts of where people are going, there are a lot of people heading north. As uh, as per Kathy's uh, point, that the you know the, the the storm path is leading to areas where they might have been going to flee before. So you're getting a lot of people going north. So it, it, it's absolutely. Um, a, a perfect synergy of things because you're you're giving an option to people who may not have otherwise have had it. So yeah, no, it's it's a wonderful thing. Well, uh, like I said, we have the ability; we can do a lot of things there and accommodate a lot of people. And and uh, what I'm not going to do, uh, you know, people said, well, how many rooms do you have? Well, uh, we have 13.99 in service. You know, amazing rooms in our 60 story tower. And, and But we have reservations Saturday. What I'm not going to do is I'm not going to move people in tonight and ask them to move out tomorrow morning. Right. So however many rooms we can fill up today all the way through Tuesday, we're going to do that. And then if people want to come 
uh, on Sunday and then stay through Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going to accommodate as many people as we can accommodate. And if that's seven, eight, seven, eight, nine hundred, I don't care. So how, how I don't do care. if people have family or people that are heading north and they, they would like to at least attempt to um, uh, take advantage of, of your uh, generous offer, how do they go about doing it? So people have been calling us, and and uh, all we require is, you know, people have, I mean, like I said, 256 rooms already booked. All they have to do is show up. We'll have a dedicated lane for Hurricane Florence uh, evacuees, and, and uh, we'll only have two or three people. So on a consistent basis, we're dealing with, with those families. They'll come. They'll show us proof of their identification has to be within that. Yes, that, that cone. Okay. And, and you know, it's, people have said, you know, Bruce, uh, you know, there will be people that will try and scam the system. Well, it's unfortunate that will happen. Potentially, a few people will fall through the cracks. Right. As long as the super majority of the people that truly need it are getting the assistance and help. So you call the hotel, mm-hmm. you know, Ocean Resort Casino, and, and uh, you'll speak to one of our agents. Everybody knows exactly what's going on and the expectation. And, and if we have rooms available, fine, uh, tonight or tomorrow. If it's Sunday night, then it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And, and uh, I'm here. So as you all know, you know, people have actually reached out and spoken to me or called me on LinkedIn or reached out to me on LinkedIn. So uh, we're all, you know, it's all hands on deck. Good. To make sure we're doing everything that we can. All right. That's a very, very cool thing. And we just wanted to uh, to spotlight and get the word out in case there are people who weren't aware of that, might have some relatives, get in touch with them, let them know what's going on. Yeah. It's very, very generous and just uh, speaks to, uh, you know, how how cool this is that you're, uh, that you're in our area and uh, that we can count on you for things like this. So, Well, uh, I think it's cool that you guys uh, and, and ladies are in our area. Okay. <laughs> so, so I appreciate it and I appreciate the, the reach out and, and I missed my buddy at the BMW last week. I yeah, I'm sorry, okay. man. Well, uh... I, I just want you to know that you wanted me to do something special. And I, I told those guys, I said, look, I got somebody I want you to do something really special for. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I look forward to that. And listen, you all have a wonderful morning. And, and we all say a prayer for what's going, what's about to happen. Uh, to those people in that area. Will Absolutely. Do. All right, thank you, Bruce. Appreciate it, man. Bruce Dyfik, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Ocean Resort a- Casino. You too, man. That's uh, that's really awesome. Uh, that's the real deal. I didn't tell you this, but I emailed Bruce on your behalf, and I was trying to set up something cool at the BMWs. Oh. Uh, and uh, that's what he was referring to there. And, what was it? Um, well, it didn't happen, so I'm not going to tell you. But it, we were trying to do some... It was mad, a night with Paige. Match, match play with Tiger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a night with Paige. Yeah, we were going <laughs> to... Oh no, we were trying to set up some behind-the-scenes stuff. And uh, to be uh, perfectly honest, the weather kind of got in the way. Oh. so uh, But Bruce was uh, very helpful and responsive, and he's just... Listen, he, he, you can tell it by his voice. He's yeah. a genuine person, and he's a decent person, and he's probably the nicest billionaire I've ever met. Can you let can you let him know that Preston didn't know what uh, exactly he was... Uh, him, if he yeah. seemed like he was taciturn about that he did he was but he, <laughs> he is serious about wanting to play with you at some point okay. which ah. is cool we'll make that happen um all right well let's get to the bizarre file because we do have some business here folks now, wmmr presents Kristen and steve's bizarre. bizarre file um it's brought to you by french creek outfitters in phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond all the big name brands they have them visit frenchcreekoutfitters.com for additional info french creek outfitters why take a chance with anybody else i was actually i was giggling at uh, um looking at this next story because customers at an albuquerque spa are being urged to get tested for hiv after getting vampire facials 
<laughs> we just talked about that. But I was just, I was thinking of a vampire facial. Oh, yeah. Oh, black man. Oh, I'm just black all over your face. <laughs> I'm black. I'm going to black. Watch, I'm not even going to tell him. <laughs> so, <laughs> quite a shocker, eh? And it's icy cold. Oh, you know, because I'm dead. Uh, you may have heard of the procedure, though. Kim Kardashian has Instagrammed about, about vampire facials. Absolutely. Uh, it's not a it's a non-surgical procedure in which a patient's blood is drawn and then treated and, par- and partially reapplied to the face. You look like the kid in that Mr. Bubble commercial. <laughs> uh, health inspectors say produ- uh, procedures at this particular New Mexico spa could lead to the spread of not only HIV, but also hepatitis uh, B and C. Why is it that I am not even remotely a doctor or I'm just the most pedestrian of observers and I could have told them this would be a problem. <laughs> At least one customer is believed to have developed an infection that could be like... Really? From rubbing other people's blood on your face? No, no, You're it's, kidding. No, it's your own your blood. blood. Oh. It's your own blood. Uh, but anyhow... I don't care! Uh, they're taking a look at that and they're trying to make sure that everybody is okay. A man was arrested for deliberately cutting his neighbor with a chainsaw during an argument over a shrub. Deputies responded to a call about an ongoing dispute between neighbors. The initial call was about an aggravated battery. What's that son of a bitch doing near my shrub? The ongoing issue was between the neighbors about shrubs that are growing between the property lines. Mm-hmm. However, video from the scene shows uh, Landacker, who is... <laughs> did I identify anybody? It's just, just a Landacker. Uh, anyhow. Landacker and Munson. So there, No, it's uh, Landacker Munson. and Zlocky. Look at this mess. All right, so uh, the scene shows Landacker. Oh, you mean the the Is this Landacker? Uh, I don't know. Uh, disposing of branches when Zlocky arrives home. It shows a verbal argument between the two before Zlocky begins hugging the shrub. That's my shrub. So I guess this guy Landacker was cutting stuff down, and Zlocky didn't like it. He thought it was his. The sheriff's office said the video shows Landacker getting his chainsaw and cutting the shrub while the victim is holding on to it. I'm getting my chainsaw! In a clear and deliberate act, Zlocky was cut with the chainsaw, and Landacker can be seen shoving Zlocky in the back. Uh, Zlocky's tendons were cut in his arm. Wow, man. That's bad. Uh, based on new findings in the investigation. What's worse, that or a facial from a vampire? And the video, Landacker was arrested for aggravated battery and simple battery and taken to the Land Lakes Detention Center. So he's going to jail. Over a shrub. I know, exactly. Uh, Brits have been replacing drinks in minibar bottles with their own pee in oh, one part of man. Spain. Uh, one in three tourists is admitted to refilling bottles with urine, water, and other liquids in hotel rooms in Costa Blanca. It is believed to be done so uh, tourists, many of whom are said to be British, can avoid paying often expensive prices for the drinks. But now, hotels in the region are uniting to remove the mini bars altogether. Uh, and instead, forcing guests to use vending machines in corridors and receptions. Thanks for screwing things up. Uh, the research was carried out by Hosbeck, a hotel association for Costa Blanca. It said that Brits are the worst offenders. Uh, it may seem ridiculous, they said, but I can assure you it is true. We have had people filling bottles with pee, and thank God that staff have always detected it. Uh, mini bars may now be a thing of the past mm, in the region. This tastes like piss. Uh, rules changed in 2015 in Spain to declare mini bars an optional service, so they are no longer obliged uh, to provide them. And smaller hotels of three stars or lower were previously exempt from providing mini bars. Here, taste this. That that tastes like piss, right? <laughs> Glad I got to it before I guess took a sip. <laughs> Yeah, that's how they figured yeah, it out, yeah. right? 
Uh, let's see. And we will do one more story and wrap things up with this. A mother and child who accidentally fell on a subway track moments before the train arrived escaped unhurt by moving into a pit underneath the track. Police said the woman was pushing a stroller along a platform at Baker Street Station in London on Friday night. As she checked the arrivals board, distracted, she veered too close to the edge and fell down. The father jumped down to help her, and the three of them moved into a pit beneath the track as the train passed over them. Could you imagine? So, like, in, in if you the subway system in New York, and I, I believe it's the same way here, There there is a little bit of a lip off the platform. Under the platform. Under the so platform. Can, so, yeah. right. Uh, people have been known to get under there and right. avoid being killed. Is this what we're talking about? It may be something yeah. like that, Steve. None of them were seriously hurt, but they were taken to the hospital for checks. Commuters who also witnessed the incident took to social media to record their shock. One user said, thankfully, all unharmed. The driver is also okay as he did a superb job along with the with a chap from the depot that was on his way to work. Man, best but, chaps in the world are the depot chaps. Yep. And there you go. That's what I have. In the bizarre file. All right, we're going to go ahead and do uh, today's lesson question. And today we are going to give away a pair of sweet tickets and a parking pass to join Jackie and Nick at the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoff race Dover International Speedway on October 7th. The question I have is, what service animal assists blind skier Danielle Umstead? 215-263-WMMR. And I need the right terminology for this. It's not just the animal, but what type of animal what service animal assist blind skier Danielle Umstead? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you can get on board and win. We're going to do the trash while you are calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Peeling Lucky. Grab a large or extra large Dunkin' Coffee for a chance to win great prizes. No purchase necessary. 13 plus ends October 15th or while supplies last. For game piece and official rules, visit SipPeelWin.com. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Khloe Kardashian raising questions about her relationship with baby daddy Tristan Thompson after posting a message about couples fighting on Instagram. Writes Khloe, quote, you poke the bear and sometimes the bear gets pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) A A hacked portrait of a naked Kendall Jenner walking along an isolated California beach has leaked online. Those who have seen the pics say it's surprisingly touching, uh, mainly because Caitlyn Jenner is seen in the background combing the beach with a metal detector. Oh, my God. And finally, former Limp Biscuit leader Fred Durst and his wife Senya are getting divorced after just two years of marriage. Senya issued a statement saying it took her the full two years to realize it was that Fred Durst. No, so. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All righty, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to the question. Uh, what type of service animal? It's amazing. Assist uh, blind skier Danielle Umstead, and I will go to Mike, see if he knows. Hi, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. All right, all right Mike. <laughs> yes, we're here. Uh, Mike, what service animal assists blind skier Danielle Umstead? Skiing eye dog. Skiing eye dog, yes. That is correct. Hang on the line, Mike. We're going to give you a pair of sweet tickets and a parking pass. Join Jackie Bam Bam and Nick McElwain at the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoff race Dover International Speedway. That's October 7th. NASCAR returns to Dover October 5th through the 7th. The tickets start at 50 bucks. Kids tickets are just $10. Get yours at DoverSpeedway.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! 
R.I.T. Avenged Sevenfold will release a new EP, and it will contain all four songs that the band has written and recorded for the Call of Duty Black Ops video game franchise. Mm. Frontman M. Shadows said, we just felt these songs needed a place to live instead of being scattered all over streaming services. And we will also be releasing Jade Helm, which is the multiplayer score we did for Black Ops 3. Until now, that has only been available on YouTube and in the game. The EP will include a new Avenged Sevenfold song, which was recently teased in a leech trailer for the Call of Duty Black Ops 4 video game. Shadow said about the track, the song is dark and brooding, and we wanted to capture a difference, a different feeling than a straight-ahead zombie killer track. And these songs are good places for us to experiment with our sound. I'd put this in the category of dark alternative. There's a lot of times that uh, there is, you know, video game music. I, I love the Zelda theme. I love, uh, there's a... You know, the, the original Halo music, I thought, was kind of uh, yeah. ethereal and cool. Michael Giacchino got Michael started G- yeah. in yeah. Uh, video games. Uh, Black Ops 4, by the way, is scheduled to come out on uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on October 12th. Red Hot Chili Peppers vocalist Anthony Kiedis has been in New York City for Fashion Week and told the New York Post the band will begin its first writing session for the next Chili Peppers record in roughly two weeks. It'll be their 12th studio effort. And we'll follow up 2016's The Getaway. Uh, Drummer Chad Smith recently said uh, that they never really have changed the way they write songs over the years. He said it's just the same. We get in a room and we just rock. And whatever comes out uh, that we like sounds good. We work on it and we make songs out of them. And uh, he said it's the same kooky process. Four guys in a room making noise. So it's all good. Uh, By the way, Flea's long-awaited memoir uh, titled Acid for the Children is set to arrive on September 25th. The book is described as focusing on Flea's fascinating life story, complete with all the dizzying highs and the gutter lows you'd expect from an L.A. street rat turned world-famous rock star. Can you put that, guys, if you had a picture up of the uh, Chili Peppers, I guess, at Fashion Week. Can you put, put that back up on the screen? Look at the, look at the picture of uh, Anthony Kiedis. This is the one they just had up on the screen. He's a fashionista. Yeah, it, it's just a it. weird look, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. He's just wearing an Adidas jacket. I like people in clothes. <laughs> Looks like a race car driver. Yeah, he does. He does. He yeah, does. To... It's a weird look. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne revealed in a new interview with the Philadelphia Inquirer, he was in town last night, uh, that his last tour with Black Sabbath, the band's farewell trek, which ended on February 2000, in February 2007, it was not a pleasant experience for him. Huh. He explained, I didn't have a great time. I spent nine or ten years in Sabbath, but I'd been away from them for over 30 years. With them, I'm just a singer. With me, I get to do what I want to do. I was uh, getting bad vibes from them for being Ozzy. He said, I don't know. What the F else can I be? Uh, although Ozzy's current solo tour is billed No More Tours 2 and has been advertised as his last major world trek, he insisted that he's not going away entirely. He said, what I'm stopping is doing what I'm doing now, going around the world all the time. I wish people would understand that I'm not retiring. He said, is it my bad English accent? It's called the No More Tours uh, tour. It doesn't say No More Tours ever. Uh, And he said that he is easing back on the heavy road schedule in order to be with his family, saying, I've got grandchildren that I have to spend time with. Uh, But he added that he's been very lucky to do what he's been doing for 50 years, uh, saying, I don't punch a card every morning. It's not my job. It's my passion. It's been the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. So at this age, is, is Ozzy's hair his hair, or does he wear... 
I think it's his hair. Okay. Yeah. Maybe there's extensions in there. He probably colors it. I would imagine, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even his teeth are gray. Uh, Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammett and bassist Robert Trujillo spent Sunday and Monday at the new Central Texas Surf Park called BSR Surf Resort. Uh, the venue is an artificial wave pool built inside Barefoot Ski Ranch, a 500-acre entertainment facility located in Waco. Wow. The man-made wave system, named Perfect Swell, was developed by an American Wave Machines, or by American Wave Machines, and is the only one of its kind in the world, apparently. Uh, the two bandmates and frequent surfers reportedly rented out the property for themselves to enjoy some private time catching man-made waves in the three to eight foot range. So, so it generates some real yeah. serious yes. waveage. I, yeah, I, I saw so. one that uh, Kelly Slater developed. Uh, it's yes, somewhere is it Australia. Well, the one that I saw is in L.A., Steve. Okay, um, and but it looks like uh, it almost looks like a train going to the side of the body of water. And the the train's momentum builds the wave itself, and as the wave gets closer to the beach, and then, it curl- then it crashes. Yeah, he was getting an actual curl to the wave, and he was riding the curl. But yep. the development of the of whatever this machine is that creates the wave is really impressive wow. and, and, and massive too. And I guess you can get pitted while you're uh, you get so oh, pitted, so pitted. Yeah. Yeah. that. Uh, I would you just love, get spirit out of them. I, I would absolutely love to do that. I have I have surfed a handful of times, and it is so much fun. The bitch of it is, you have to go out in the ocean, and you got to wait for the waves, and yeah. then you got to hope you get them. But if you've got something that's constantly cranking them out like that, yeah, that'd be a lot no of fun. sharks. No, sh- no, and no sharks. No, no sharks. sharks. So anyhow, dude, you get the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Drop down, snap, and then after that, you just drop in, just ride the barrel, and get pitted. So pitted like that. Yeah, like that. I just noticed his first sentence contains uh, the word dude twice. He opens and closes with dude. Nice. Does he? Yeah. Uh, So, one final story. ACDC 1973 to 1980, the Bon Scott years, an illustrated guide to the first major era of Australia's biggest rock export, will be published on November 14th. Packed with rare photographs and memorabilia, this large format full-color book by Jeff Apter is <laughs> said to document all the key events of this period in the band's history. <laughs> From their earliest shows on the Sydney club circuit <laughs> to the death of singer Bon Scott <laughs> in February 1980. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those more you hear yeah. it, the funnier it gets. <laughs> all right, and then... And uh, that's what I have in music news for you this morning. Hi, Hi. I'm Alexa. Amazon's voice-activated personal assistant, Alexa, will take you right to MMR's brand new skill. It's the easiest way to open the station live stream and our audio on demand. Simply say, Alexa, open MMR. We're your friends. And we're here to say that Thursday is coming to an end for us right now. But uh, door closes, another opens, and we're opening that one up for Brent Porsche. will be in here in just a second. We'll find out. What he's got going on, do I, I do want to remind you, though, today, cloudy skies, high 76, cloudy again tomorrow, high 75. We might actually possibly sort of see the sun on Saturday. So at least you got that. <laughs> Partly cloudy skies, high of about 77. I hope we have a beautiful weekend. It's been too long. It's been way too long. I, uh, enough of this crap. If we don't get a stellar uh, autumn... Mm. Fall. Autumn. Oh, I'm going to go apex. <laughs> See, I live near the uh, Springton Reservoir, and I drive past it, you know, quite often. And 
there is a um, there's I don't know this tower that kind of goes out into it, and that, I know you're talking and, about, and you can see that's where the waterline is, and and I've seen that at really really scary lows, right? Yeah. And now it is, um, and it has, and it has been for a while at a, at a at a really high high, which is a good thing, you know. So I'm trying to find like the little silver lining okay, here. Put it in context. But yeah. it also, it's a weird thing. It smells terrible when you drive over that thing. I don't know when what's, it's when it's full. It uh-huh. smells terrible, it, or when, all the time. Uh, well, it's full now, and it smells. Ter- in fact, my daughters and I drove past it uh, one way last night, and it smelled so bad that we all held our breath the- on the way back. Wow. Yeah. Does pee go into that thing? No, okay. no. I it's think a that's strictly a poop reservoir. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> a poop A poop Yeah. <laughs> Uh, poop of our, whatever you would call it. <laughs> whatever. Well, anyhow, uh, we do have some decent weather on the way this weekend, hopefully. So maybe you can take advantage of that. Uh, thank you to Josh Wolf. Who was on the show. Hey, hey, hey. Josh was hilarious. Uh, he's so great. And he's at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and Friday and Saturday. One show on one show tonight and then Friday and Saturday. Those two shows go to heliumcomedy.com. Uh, thanks to our good friend Alex Holly and Mike Jarek. <laughs> From Fox 29, uh, we didn't speak to them yesterday, but we we made a special consideration. We're like, we want to hear about Alex's little vocal rest tour out to the west, the west that uh, where she went by herself and basically didn't speak for a week. Yeah, and uh, she had a great time. You can follow her pictures on Instagram, and uh, it was nice to talk to those guys. And Sebastian Maniscalco, yes, who's at the Wells Fargo Center tonight at 8 p.m. Tickets at Sebastian Lives. Dot com. Uh, Brent Porsche was hey. there. You were there last night. I was. It was a great show. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, and I mean, if you've seen Ozzy speak, you realize he can't. You see him <laughs> sing, he sings very lucidly. Yeah, oh, very nice. Great up there. Um, Zach Wilde on guitar, fantastic as always. He was out and running through the crowd and oh, cool. doing guitar solos behind his head and, you know, on his face and all sorts of stuff. Ozzy That's was cool. running a lot less, I assume, right? No, you know, just the back, your standard back and forth, you know, the I can't hear yous and the, you know, the way he likes to clap kind of like a pop pop. Right. There, yeah, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. It, but he's been doing that for 30 years. Exactly. Yeah. That's you the, know? the standard oh, that's Ozzy. I'm on the Shortly stout, uh, here's my spout. <laughs> he also, you know, because backstage, when you're walking from, from you know, the, the dressing room area to the stage, it's dark. And they have to kind of light up a walkway for him so that he doesn't trip imagine, over wires yeah. and stuff. Yeah. He was seen doing this. <laughs> We're looking at video of him. Stevie's doing the little teacup. Yeah. It looked like he was doing I'm that. I'm a little teapot. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> Everybody is been pulled. Yeah. Wow. Uh, is this of last night? Was uh, I mean, it looks like Zach was, was Zach, wearing that same kilt. He was wearing a kilt. Yep. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. BB&T Pavilion in Camden, uh, the YouTube. Oh, it was at BB&T. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said uh, it was El- Wells Fargo Center. Elton was at the Wells Fargo Center. That's it. So okay. two they used to tour together. Two very different <laughs> legends in town last night. Oh, you know what? Speaking of which, uh, I have... Um, uh, sorry. Tickets uh, I, to last night's show. No, I need to do a shout out for Limo Mike. You guys know Limo Mike. Yeah. He's, he said he was driving people to the Elton show. I really appreciate reaching out to Preston Steve. Uh, shout out uh, to who? Uh, okay, here it is. Here it is. Sorry. Uh, no, I can't. Kevin McDowell. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> who else? I am so sorry, guys. It's okay. Shout out Kevin McDowell. He's a huge fan, and that's all I'm going to read. Okay, fair they enough. They live in Detroit, and they listen to the podcast every day. 
And one last thing, thanks to uh, Bruce Dyfik for being on of the yeah. uh, Ocean Resort yes. Casino Atlantic City. What a, what a great guy. Offering up uh, free, uh, you can stay for free if you have had to flee the Carolinas uh, because of uh, Hurricane Florence. And uh, it's really cool. And as he said, listen, there's going to be a couple people that slip through the cracks, but they're going to do, you do what you can. And they're, they're going to help people out. And listen, don't be one of those douchebags that yes. comes in there and fakes it. People legitimately need it and can yep. take advantage of this offer. And uh, it, it would be terrible. And it's really cool of them to do that. All right, we should do the letter of the day. Are they in order this week? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Robin's not Shout on. Out Robin so. Lee. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. By the letter G, as in Green Legion. All right, and we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the MMA Pro League at Hard Rock Casino Atlantic City this Saturday, plus two rooms, four food vouchers, and meet and greets with pictures in the cage. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com, by the way. So what's on uh, today's program, man? All right. Workforce Blocks, Jane's Addiction. We're going to do that for Stephen Perkins' birthday today. I'm going to do a mixed-up block of Rage Against the Machine and Profits of Rage, so we're going to be rocking with that one. Nice. And, uh, Bob Dylan tickets go on sale tomorrow for opening night at the Met. Yep. So cool. So we'll do a, a big Workforce Block of Bob Dylan and give away some tickets, plus Oktoberfest Live tickets. Yeah, that's great. So uh, stick around. Brent's got you covered. Uh, tomorrow on our program, oh, I'm sorry, let me thank our sponsors. Uh, Preston and Steve Show brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. Also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, the 2017 Reader's Choice Award winner from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors. FrenchCreekOutfitters.com. Why take a chance with anybody else? Tomorrow's program, speaking of Brent, we will have Brent Selleck in our studio. Haven't had a chance to talk to him since he's announced his retirement. Uh, Scott Rogowski will be in studio. He's the host of HQ. Yes. And uh, comedian Chad Daniels will be stopping by. So Very we nice. are wrapping up the weekend style. That is it. We are done. So rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. What is he wrong if you microwave steak? Like a $25 slab of steak. Next message. Ozzy rocks, baby. Thank you for the tickets, Evan Mars. Ain't nobody can say Ozzy they don't have it anymore. Ozzy rocks. Ozzy. Ozzy. Woo! Next message. If my dog was as ugly as you, I'd shave its butt and that teach it to walk backwards. Just, just hideous. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.